if sisters only knew what men are looking for, you can you will stand out from all these other sisters. But they don't. You know who's t- feeding you all this nonsense? Single sisters. Which does what? Which keeps single sisters single. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to another episode of the Prophetic Mentality Podcast. I am your host, Amr Mabrook, joined by my co-host, Munir. And we have a very special guest, the man, the myth, the legend himself, one of the first Muslims ever to conquer the YouTube space, Babali. Hey, assalamu alaikum. How are you doing? Good, alhamdulillah. How are you guys? Alhamdulillah. Man, you've been in the space for how many years? Too many. I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> I'm like, my my grandson was. It's like I'm, I'm like people said they got kids now. They were they were watching my videos when they were kids, and now they have kids. I'm like, wow, whoa! I feel like I really am Baba the Baba. I named myself way way ahead of time. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Mashallah. You've been contributing so much to our community from like a positive media standpoint, good content creation back from when no one really even cared about this space, you know. Um, and you're still doing your, your comedic yeah. circuits, right? Yeah. So, you know, you've been in the space for a long time. You're interacting with different groups of people on a weekly basis. And at the same time, you run the newly branded Half Dean. Yes. You hear that, people? <laughs> Not half my dean, half our dean, or half your dean. It's just Half Dean. Make it easy. Making it easy. I like that. Simplify it. Like, Even like the new logo, the, the heart with everything. Yeah. yeah. Just drop the hour. Yeah, like you made the, the brothers blue above the pink, but at the same time, in the heart, the pink is before the blue. There's equality. Yes. Mashallah. Yeah, mashallah. That was very well thought out. <laughs> See, I don't have to do stand-up comedy when we already have a comedian here, mashallah. You did oh, the comedy for us. Mashallah. Thank you so much. <laughs> let me, next time, next time you have an event, let me open for you. Okay. Yeah, I got your back. Um, but yeah, we're just going to dive right into it because it's late in the day and I don't know how much, like, I don't know when you're going to want to just bounce. So the topic we're discussing is, you know, like Muslim dating, yeah. essentially. So uh, to, to get right into it, you know, the, the, the divorce rates are on 45%. You said it was up, was it yes. 13% or 17%? It was 31% the- when I was looking to get married 20 years ago, it was 45% today. And the rate we're moving will be at 59%, will be higher than non-Muslims, which is crazy. Because non-Muslims 20 years ago were at 50, and now they're at 50 still. We are high, will be higher than non-Muslims by, at, if we're going at the rate we're going. Well, okay. And so, that's not even including the people who are married and miserably married. Miserably married. SubhanAllah, even though we're all tracing married. love marriages. Yes. Back then it was all, you know, majority was an arranged marriage now and there was the divorce rate was low. Now it's all about love marriages and the divorce rate is skyrocketing. Yes. So maybe we can discuss that as well. Um, but yeah, you run half our dean. You are, or sorry, half dean. You so see? You see? This is I, why I dropped the hour. <laughs> I, caught, I caught myself. Half dean. You're running half dean. And um, for those who don't know, it's a matrimonial pairing <coughs> website. Yeah. yeah. So you can get into the details of that later, but just yeah. so there's a background on yeah, that. Yeah, it's way more rigorous than swiping right or left. Yeah. It actually requires some effort on your part to <laughs> much, kind much of. Much effort, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're also on Clubhouse, yes. running rooms for three, four hour marathons. 11 um, is the long, 13 is the longest we've run. 13, 13 hours? 13 hours. Today we ran a room just on figuring out what you need to be a Wally. And if you want to be a Wally in the future, here's some tips. What? Yeah. When did you, why didn't you tell me I would have tuned in? (laughs) The rooms are, if they're interesting, people want to hear. Like, I'll talk about like, here's why so many men in their 30s are not looking to get married. Uh They're successful. They're making money. They're good practicing Muslims and they don't want to get married. Why is that? 
that's a good question. We should dive into that as well. <laughs> well, you know, let's just take it from where you. Oh, yeah. you I mean, because you you get you have, I mean, from our point of view, Alhamdulillah, Munir and I we're both married. Um, I think judging by, I, I mean, I kind of know both our situations. We didn't talk to too many people before we found the right one, mm-hmm. right? It was like, you know, and I think maybe that was part. That's part of the good thing, right? Having yeah. more options is not and actually makes it worse for you. So, and we do hear stories here and there. I, I am hearing more and more stories of people our age either in trouble or getting divorced yep. or in the process of getting divorced. So it is on the up and up. But what, what you know, uh, I just want to structure the conversation. So maybe we can start with finding the right person yeah. first. What, what, what are some pitfalls you're seeing when you're dealing, you're talking to these groups of people, like young people who are looking for a potential match? Everyone sees things through their lens. So sisters will use words that they're attracted to when they're talking to the opposite gender and it doesn't really work out. Like, for example, these, a woman will start off their entire subject in the courtship. I am strong and independent. <laughs> so why do you need a, I want to get married? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. When, you say, when a sister says strong and independent, she has a completely different meaning what's in her mind versus what the guy hears. Yeah. I've never asked a brother, so brother, what are you looking for in marriage? I'm looking for someone who's strong. Okay, perfect. I found someone strong. <laughs> I'm looking for someone who's independent. See, with men, when men hear the word independent, this is what they hear. I don't need you. That's what men hear. I'm independent. Allah is the only one that's independent. Everything else <laughs> is dependent. Everything. So the idea for us to think we're independent, there's no one independent. We're interdependent, which means we all depend on each other, but we are very, very dependent on each other. And this is the problem that we have, unfortunately, sisters are, you know, they, they have these words that they use. And her, what she's trying to say for a lot of sisters, this is what they're trying to say. They're trying to say, hey, you know, um, I myself am very strong. You don't have to be worried about a weak person. I'm independent, which means don't have to stress out. I'm here, here to help you out. Hmm. I'm here to help you. I'm what here did, to what does strong mean? Well, strong in what sense, though? Like, are we talking emotionally, I'm, physically? Yeah, I'm like emotionally what? strong. I'm not fragile. Don't worry, I'm like one of those little weak sisters. I'm strong. And the man like, okay. <laughs> Here's this part that the, the sisters don't get. Like, ask the vast majority of sisters that I talk to, they, they are completely don't understand like how men think. And I try to explain to them, when you say, I'm, I don't need you, because that's what independent means, the man's like, okay, I guess you're good. So I'm like, oh, I hope you're doing fine. He just says pass. Because a man, and then when you do find a guy, well, oh, I don't want this guy. Because the kind of guy you find, guess who he is? He's the kind of person that says, you know what? I need you to pay 50% of my bills. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. And like, I don't want this kind of a guy. I want the guy who wants to provide and protect. Well, you've already, he, that provider and protector looks at you and says, she's doing good. Yeah. She doesn't need me. I'm good. And then he moves on. So... So there's definitely like a like a, a marketing issue. For, what are you seeing on the guy side? On the guy side, we have unfortunately we have very modern men who want traditional women, and we have modern women who want traditional men. So and, it's, describe that. What do you mean by modern men wanting traditional women? So a modern person is, you know, the day judgment. What everyone's going to be saying to each other? Nafsi, nafsi, me, nafsi, me, nafsi, me, me. They're already saying in dunya. We don't. We're not even waiting to day judgment. They're saying it now. Nafsi, nafsi. Everything's me, me, me. Take care of me first. Okay. Take care of myself. Self-love. Everything me, me, me. And that's how the men think, and that's how the women think. And nobody wants the me, me, me's. Because in our deen, that is never taught to take care of yourself without taking care of anybody else. It's mm-hmm. all about taking care of each other. The best of you is who's best to his wife. 
the best of use who's the one who's most beneficial to others. Hmm. There is no the best of use take care of himself. <laughs> yeah. Where's that hadith? I've never seen it. Which ayah are you guys talking about? So all these concepts that come outside of Islam, Muslims have inherited, and now they want to use these things and say, hey, look how attractive I am. And people are like, nope, next. And they keep swiping left. Hmm. And people are not interested. I, modern people want traditional people, but traditional people want traditional people. People love the part of Islam where it benefits yeah. you. Yeah, my rights. My rights. Yeah, cook for rights, me. No responsibilities. For me. Yeah. Uh, give me all your money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bank robbery. <laughs> That's a bank robbery. And now they were wearing masks, so you can do like yeah, it just goes and it'll go well. And the yeah. give me all your money thing applies to guys too. I've heard some. I've heard some stories. That, yeah, you know, there's house husbands. Yeah, we were talking about it. I, um, house husbands and sugar mamas. That's uh, that's that, that that's my that's my. See, uh, a lot of people crazy. were shocked when I was telling them there's more and more brothers that I listen to. I'm looking for a wife that'll go work for me and provide for me. And these oh, girls, when you say no, 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 brother, there's no way. And when brothers do say this, even on Clubhouse, they mute him or they move him to the audience because they think he's trolling. But I've been in enough rooms with different people; they haven't trolled at all, and they're actually saying, "I want to be home." I haven't met. This guy on Clubhouse saying, I have a wife who works and I just stay home. So you think to himself, oh, he must be staying home to take care of the kids. There's no kids. It's just him taking, chilling. I'll just, you go to work. You know what? You want to be independent and strong? You do that. And don't let anyone speak otherwise. I'll just stay home and watch some TV. And play some video games. My mind's like blown right now. <laughs> like, and he's like, where, where, where do I get sisters like this? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> It's like they almost like if you think that feminism was designed by some guy says, dude, if there's a way I can get the girl to go to work and I can go home, <laughs> no, but it's like, bro, what are you talking about? Who's gonna fall for that? So wait, wait, I think I have it. Let me write this down. Like, yeah. I think, and then men are not attracted to certain things that women think they're attracted to, and women are not. Men are not uh, in the flip. If you flip, and vice versa, vice versa yeah. too. Yeah. So I, I have a question. I mean, you started off with one big show. You said the Muslim divorce rate is going to go surpass the non-Muslim one. Yep. At this rate, yeah. At so, this rate. so what what factors been contribute to that? So I think the non-Muslim. Well, maybe it's because non-Muslims aren't getting married in the first place anymore. They're just domestic yep. partners, so there's no divorce happening, just a splitting of ways. But mm-hmm. why would we keep increasing beyond the fifty percent that the non-Muslims hit? You know, when they were still religious twenty odd years ago. Look at the look at how we're getting divorced. Like, do you guys know the statistics of who causes now causes who initiates divorce? It's mainly women now, right? Seventy percent women. Yeah, that's across the board. Now, if you go to if she's college educated, it's ninety percent. Oh, ninety percent. You guys can Google this and ask Sheikh Google. If multiple studies have been done on this, there is nobody that says even fifty percent. There's no fifty or even sixty. Mm. It is seventy percent. The minimum minimum I've seen is sixty nine percent in one study. Wow. But let's just say seventy percent for rounding up. And then you go up to 90%. And both studies show 90% if she's college-educated. Most sisters are Mm college-educated. So the question is, who suffers more in a divorce? The woman. The woman or the man. So this is not, you can't talk about gender fluid and be equal here. No. Sisters do suffer more. Especially if there's kids, if there's any. um, For sure. We're talking society, like, well, okay. If they're um, in in like an American court, the guys do get the shorter end of the stick in terms of visitation rights. But uh, in the Muslim community, if you're speaking like uh, in a communal setting, yeah. it's always looked bad on the girl more. So, yeah, socially, it's <coughs> more socially, difficult yes. for the sisters. <coughs> and the other side is financially, dunya-wise, it's more difficult for the brothers. So this yeah. is what, to answer your initial question earlier. We're talking why is it so hard for brothers in their 30s to get married? And the main reason for that is because a lot of brothers have seen other brothers get divorced and they end up with losing the kids. 
See, it's one thing to lose half your money. And a lot of guys say, okay, fine, I lost my money. But it's another thing to lose your kids. No. And if your wife does infidelity, does something that's completely out of your control because the court system doesn't care if she goes cheating no, on you. It's no fault. Divorce is no Yeah, fault. exactly. So she is, oh, the judge says, well, since she cheated on you, that they don't, there's no judge like that. There's no haram, right? So yeah. she can do, for any reason, she can divorce you and take the kids and you lose full custody. And you've done nothing wrong. So that's why the guys above 30 are Just staying away from marriage. When they see other people lose everything, including their kids. When I say everything, I'm, talking about, I'm not talking about dunya, I'm talking about mm -hmm. the children as well. They start hesitating. So you know what? Maybe it's not worth it. It's hard. It's too hard. I can't think of if I have children and losing them, if she decides to one day, I changed my mind. You really think so? I think that's kind of a cop out a little bit. I mean, I, if you find I'm, someone who's righteous and you're a, and you're a well-intentioned, it's not what I agree with. I'm just telling you, you could like, sign a prenup. I don't know. There's got to be something. If you're really that, what, like, what, why would you start off? How do you get your sister to sign a prenup? What's, what's what's your opening line, please? My wife and I have a prenup. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm saying his opening lines. He got one. So what would you say? Uh, I love you, but I don't trust you. Can you please sign this? For sisters, that's what it looks like. I love you, but I don't trust okay, you. Okay, well, sometimes in when 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 people do the the nikah agreement, there is a, a certain amount allocated in the case of divorce, and that's a, again, it's not the money issue, as I said, it's the children. Oh, it's issue. the children. It's the children. So if it's the Maybe money you issue, put, fine, you, can, you make, can do a prenup. You could make make it make it put that in the nikah. We don't even have kids to put in the nikah. No. <laughs> You can make it an agree, like a line item, like should there be divorce and there's children, then we guarantee each other 50-50 custody or something, I don't know. And then will, that, will the law of the land override that? It would if, yeah, uh, if you yeah. get enough lawyers, probably. See, yes. this is the issue, this lack of trust, and this is why sisters come in and say, well, the reason I have my career is just in case it doesn't work out. And the guy comes in, well, if it doesn't work out, everyone's coming with the backup plan. Yeah, well, that's, that's, not gonna, that's never going to work. Exactly. So you come in with the backup plan, you're already coming in with the idea this thing's going to fail. That's like a brother coming in and say, hey, I'm already marrying a second wife because I'm not sure if this is going to work out. So as soon as this nikah is done, we have another mustard to go to real quick. I just, I'm going to say, you same two witnesses. I'm going to recycle right now. So it's like, what? Why are you making a second one? Just in case this doesn't work out, I have a backup plan. And this is the problem. You guys are laughing, but this is like how it is when you say, hey. It's a mentality. Yeah. So these are certain things, like I'll tell you, like what for sisters who are listening right now, when you come in and you're talking about your career, 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 they're worried because the man sees she's already married. Because we know what it takes to have a career. And most men don't. We don't really love our careers. Just put that less. We just retire us right now. We're done. Yeah, we just need money, put foot on the table, do other things that we love. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. We don't have a choice. Men are like, exactly. you see, yeah. sisters could be like, my wife can be like, I'm going to work a little bit and then I'll take a part-time job and then I'll have some kids and then go back a little bit work and maybe work Non-profit, I don't know. I, I can't do that. Here's my choices. Go to work. That's it. Period. It's like, that's my only choice. And as soon as you give a man an opportunity to retire, I'm out of here. I'm gone. <laughs> don't let the door hit you on the way out. See you guys later. <laughs> that's, all, that's the man. It's like, man does not say, you know what? I'm going to work a little bit, take a part-time job, have me have some kids. Kids, what? I can't talk to any brother like this. Like, what are you talking about? What planet do you live on? And I feel like sending a feedback loop, though, because someone's coming in, they're saying to themselves, all right, if I get divorced and I don't have a job or any of the experience, because I, I got my college degree. Probably, <clears throat> most people are meeting in college, a lot of our couple of friends we know. All right, I don't use my degree. We are married 10 years, mm -hmm. and then we, God forbid, we get divorced. So the woman's thinking to herself, well, if I didn't use that degree in all that time, how am I going to get a job afterwards? Because now I'm on my own. 
yeah. right? And I'm 10 years older and who's going to marry me and this and that. So, so then that feeds into, well, then I better be working. And then that causes the separation in the first place. And then it just keeps happening. Other people see that and does again and again and again. Yeah. It's, it's a cycle that is, keeps, it's, it's, we have to break the cycle. So here's the thing. Some sisters work and say, look, I'm going to work on my career right now and then I'll wait and I'll get married when I'm in my 30s, right? Yeah. But what they don't tell you is that there's a lot of, there's no brothers, an abundance of brothers waiting for you. Yeah, all the there's guys no, that are above 32, 32, 34, the first thing I see when I get their profile is they're looking for someone under 29. Exactly. Not even 30, they want under 29. So, and I'm not saying this is fair. Like, I don't, I don't think, yeah. it's I just don't a matter agree of fact. with this. Yeah. It's just a matter of fact. Like, I'm yeah. here just letting you guys know what the message is. Yeah. Like, I'm the guy who gives you the report card and says, well, why are you giving my report card? Well, I'm not your kid. Go talk to your kid. I'm just basically telling you guys here, just, I'm the mailman giving you guys a report card for what happened to your kids at school. So Yeah, and just just yeah, just to uh um to add on top of that, at least just he's just stating matter of fact based on his experience of what he's dealing with people. He's letting you know, like based on what I'm hearing, this is what's happening. Take yeah, it or leave it. Yeah, we're gonna guys give, give you guys some solutions because this is just describing the problem. Yeah. We, the Oma has described the problem 101 ways. We need to start figuring out how we can solve this problem because I really do want people to get married. That's why I work on the projects I do. That's why I'm on Clubhouse, as I said, for 13 hours is because I really want people to get married. Alhamdulillah, people are getting married. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, and staying married. That, and that's the yes. main thing. See, there's nothing of helping people get married, nothing helping people stay married. Yeah. That's something we need to really, really start focusing on. Why are people getting divorced? I know brothers who've been married for like 18, 19 years getting divorced. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. And what did he do? Anything haram? Nope. And his wife, is he complaining? He's infidelity? Nope. Is he beating you? Nope. Physical abuse? Nope. Is he doing this? Nope. Then Just, what, what was it? That's the thing. It's the stuff you would expect to be divorced for. I had a brother and sister come to my house one time. Okay. And they said, um, they called me and my wife and said, we're about to, we're having some marriage problems. Can we come to your house? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I only run a matchmaking website. I don't do, I'm not married. You should go to a therapist. No, no, no. We just feel more comfortable with you guys. And I tell my wife, Look, someone wants to come over for what? Marriage advice. Well, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. And they said, okay, they're coming. I said, fine. So they come to our house. It says, well, we've decided we want to get a divorce. What? what? Wait, 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 that was just marriage problems. And like, well, why are you guys getting divorced? And they will say something like, I kid you not. I, you guys think I'm making this stuff up? I, I kid you not. My wife just looked at me like this. First thing the sister would say is like, well, he doesn't play we with me. What? Yes. Wii. This, this story is a little bit old, but it was the Wii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo Wii. He won't play Wii with me when he gets home from work. And he says, I don't play Wii with you because you don't wash my cup. Why do we need to wash your cup? Well, yes, you do need to wash it. And they're sitting there fighting us. And like, we're like watching a tennis match happen back and forth. <laughs> and we're like, and like, you're kind of looking around to see if there's cameras to see if we're being pranked or not. Because this is, what are you guys talking about? Like, you guys are getting divorced over this? Yeah. And guess what? I'm moving in with them. And, like, and I'm thinking to myself, who's them? <laughs> <laughs> and then she has a luggage. She brought her luggage to my house. I was wondering why she has luggage with her. And she said, I'm living with them for now. Fine, fine. What do you mean fine? And then my daughter walks up. Baba, where's she going to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> Did they actually get divorced? No. Yeah. That was really like... Yeah, these stories. are like symptoms of... There's got to be symptoms of something. Yeah. Like the we could be you're not spending time with me. The no, cup these, is- these are... The, this You don't get divorced just off of this. Yeah. This is the straw that broke the camel's back. This is the final straw. This is like you do all these little mini things with each other. Yeah. And then finally, it takes one more thing and that's it. What happens is like there are certain things that sisters will, will go over above and beyond for their husbands over and over and over again. And eventually, they're hoping that the guy will catch up and realize all these great things I'm doing for you. And the guy doesn't do it. 
Then she, it just bottles up, bottles up, and then one day she's like, relationship is over. He's like completely clueless. He had no idea we're having problems in our relationship. She's like, well, she's always analyzing the relationship where we're at, where we're going. Men don't do this, right? We just see the overall summary. How's the relationship going? Good. How's everything? Alhamdulillah. It's like men are like that. Overall trajectory up. Yeah, <laughs> overall trajectory up. I look at the summary. Give me the summary worksheet, right? Women have every single detail. They're like zoomed in and men are zoomed out, right? So we're, we see things completely differently and then we clash because we, think, we see things differently. Yeah, and that's the problem. Even when it comes to people talking to each other for marriage, if sisters only knew what men are looking for, you, can, you will stand out from all these other sisters. But they don't. You know who's t- feeding you? All this nonsense? Single sisters. Oh, yeah. Single sisters giving advice to single, single sisters. Which does what? Which keeps single sisters single. Don't listen to single sisters. You want to see how to see successful marriage? Go hang out or talk to someone who's been married for 20 years. Ask them, not your single friends, not your divorced friends. Ask them what makes a marriage successful. And they will oftentimes tell you this, you have to do this, do this, and these are things that you don't like, but these are great things that will make you guys successful. Yeah, I mean, as your marriage goes on, it's, it's, it's more about compromise and communication. It's a lot of hard work. It's yeah. not, it's nowhere near as flowery as uh, TV may make it seem. Not it's, at all. No. So, um, you, want, you guys want to know one of the things that men, women do that pushes men away? That's a controversial word, everybody. Masculine energy. When a woman puts on masculine energy, yes. Yep. And women good. are like, what do you mean masculine energy? I took some brother. We do these live events. And we, I, when, during one of our live events, um, our marriage events, you know, during the break time, we have brothers hang out and they're just talking. Like, yeah. after end, everything's over. Yeah. There's like five or six brothers just like this talking. And as they're talking, 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 we're talking about a subject and then a sister walks by. Everyone, without any signal, we all know how to change the subject. So we talk about microphones. We can talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. And it's like no one had to say, hey, there's a sister here. Everyone knew the code. And sister's like, ah, la, 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 la. She has no idea what's going on. And when she walks away, we go back to the men's subject. There are subjects that we men talk about when sisters are not around. And one of the complaints that brothers were having is how hard it is to find a sister who's feminine. Mm. In today's time, it's extremely hard to find sisters who act feminine, who have ma- feminine energy. And a lot of sisters, whenever I say this, they're like, I don't get it. Like, what's feminine to you? What is the word feminine? And the fact is, I can't tell you how many times I've been on social media where sis- I can tell at least 10, 15 times. Can you please explain what femininity is? I mean, why am I explaining femininity to females? You guys should be the ones teaching the class. I'm a guy. Just like you guys shouldn't be explaining what masculinity is, we should be explaining it. So they keep pushing and pushing us. Okay. Let me explain what femininity is. When you guys come into the table and talk about, oh, here's my career, here's my this, here's my accomplishments, here's my goals, all we say is, okay, mashallah, I wish you more success. That doesn't make you wife material. That makes you a great business partner. Like, I would love to have you as a business partner. I don't want you as a wife. And And a marriage is not a business partnership. Yes, it's not a business partnership. And if it is a business partnership, now you're working 50% and he's doing this. And like, wait a second, wait, wait, what about the traditional wife and traditional husband? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why he's not interested, right? <clears throat> so then you go back to this whole masculine feminine energy <clears throat> thing. People are like, what's feminine? Well, what does a woman can do that a man can't do? This is what feminine is. Take something and make it beautiful. A woman can take a house and make it into a home. Men can't do that. You ever been to a single brother's house? Of course. I used to sleep on the floor on a mattress. There you go. And I had the money for a bed. I just was like, it was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen a single brother's bathroom? Brother, please. He's like, please. Brother, you're embarrassing us here. You're embarrassing us here. Have you seen a single brother in his car? 
It's like one to toilet paper, hair everywhere, dust everywhere. There's no cleaning. The cleaning lady says, I'm out of here. I'm no, I quit. Uh, they make it, it's like, no way, I'm out of here. Hair everywhere. And as soon as you go to a married brother's bathroom, there's a potpourri, there's some flowery stuff. Candles. There's, like, there's yeah. a candle. There's like, it's a toilet looks like, whoa. Like, <laughs> but the man's bathroom is like, yeah, bro, you want to use a wipe something? <laughs> it's like it's not clean. And then your brother's kitchen, you open up the thing. Women have spices. Labeled. Labeled. Organized. <laughs> organized. Yeah. Alphabetical order. Men has ketchup. He has one bottle of ketchup. And, and salt. Some, and salt. <laughs> I didn't have pepper. I didn't have salt. I didn't have a fork. <laughs> my wife was like, you don't have a pepper? I was like... I just don't need it. I salt didn't have salt in my house. Have salt in your my house. wife, my wife, when, we, when she went to the supermarket for the first time, she's like, where, she opened up my cabinet. Where's your salt? I said, I don't eat salt. What do you mean you don't eat salt? <laughs> Nobody eats salt. But we, we, we go to, first thing she went about salt. You're gonna put salt in your food. I never thought about it. Said, what do you mean? It already comes with sodium, anyways. <laughs> it's like men. And then everything else is like, like I can my plastic plants will die. I'd be like, no, I can't. I can't take care of plants, care of plants man. So my wife is the exact opposite. She p- names her things and she waters each and she talks to each one of them. I'm like, I don't got time for this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got time for this. I don't, men don't like, come on, come on, let's get moving. So yeah, so there's a feminine energy that women naturally have, the way they carry themselves, their tone, the way they speak, that makes them attractive. Yeah. When they try to challenge men with masculine energy, the man will say, okay, good. But you're never going to match a man with masculine energy and then he, you're going to overwhelm him because men are used to men. That's what we do every day. Every single day. That's just how we, yeah. 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 So a, a man, if he tries to have feminine energy, he'll never match a woman. You just, like look at the homosexual relationships, right? The men and the women, there's always the man and the woman. There's all, yeah, there's always a guy who's more alpha even, and one who's more. The, even the guy who acts feminine, he'll never match a woman's femininity. No. Right? It doesn't. It will never match. And just like the, the, the female, the two females, the one who acts very masculine, will never match, become like a man. You can't. You can try to imitate, but it's not going to be ever that same. So because something naturally is part of a fitra, the way we act, the way we are. And it all is biological, by the way. When we're on, in our womb of our children, I'm sorry, in our womb of our mother, yeah. th- men get a shot of testosterone. Otherwise, our brains are identical. Men and female brains are identical. We get a shot of testosterone, which specializes the left and right hemisphere of the brains, which make, allow men to do certain things and make advantages and disadvantages. And then when we go through puberty, we get another shot of testosterone, which again creates features that are very, very different between what men and women look like, facial features and stuff like that. So again, once again, that brain gets a second shot. So men can do certain things that women can't do. Women do not like hearing that. And there's many things women can do that men can't do. And I also I want to add something. I think men, when we're looking for a, for a spouse, or when we're looking for a wife, one of the things we want is we want someone to, uh, I don't know if this is the correct term but maybe we want someone to rely on us yes we want to be feel wanted we yeah we want to feel wanted we want to feel like i'm here to like, you want to be in a position of authority respected yeah yeah, re- yeah authority respect but it's like when you're called over somebody it's your they're your responsibility you're their caretaker that kind from that from that aspect you have, too, if, right? yeah, if you a real man masculine yeah. energy has a strong instinct to provide yes strong mm-hmm. so when you see a bunch of guys going for lunch together i pay i pay there's like an argument if they can afford it they want to yeah. go out of their yeah. way to pay you don't see the same arguments with women. Sometimes, okay, I'll pay, I'll pay. It's not the same strong instinct yeah. that I feel like providing 
that women don't have it. And we, no matter how much we try, we don't have the same nurturing instinct that women have. Yeah. yeah. So if when you when you meet a girl, a sister, and then she's all talking about all her career and her advancements, and then you're kind of like, well, you this is all, you're, you're talking to me, like you're talking to you about my domain. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's great, but that's not why we're necessarily... Yeah, we don't, it's to, not just being respected. It's like, I want to earn that respect. And if I'm competing with you, for if I'm my currency for earning respect is providing for you, caring yeah. for you, X, Y, Z. And if you're competing with me in that domain, then how am I going to earn that respect that I'm craving yeah, so very much? Very good point. And the men yes. want to feel needed. Yes. Yeah. If I feel like, and I tell this to my wife, and I tell my, you know, my daughter, I have two daughters. My daughter, I cannot remember, wallahi, I cannot I remember the last thing. time that she said the word, I love you to me. My youngest daughter, mm. I do not remember the last time. I don't know how many years it's been, maybe probably more than six, seven, eight years. She's never said the word, I love you. Mm. I say, I love you to her all the time. She never uses the word, I love you. Even if I say, I love you to her, she'll respond back to me. You know what she responds back every single time? Mm. I appreciate you. <laughs> the reason why is I taught her from a very, very young age, the way you want to feel loved is the way a man wants to feel appreciated. The way mama loves needs to mama needs to feel loved. Mm. I need to feel appreciated. So when you say I appreciate you, Baba, that means I love you to me. That's my language. Mm. As long as a man feels appreciated, he'll go above and beyond to make you happy. So if sisters say, Well, I like to feel loved, so let me just make my husband feel loved. And then he's like, Well, I don't respect him. I may not do other things, but I will make sure he feels loved. And it doesn't work out that way. Yeah, it's the five love languages issue, right? Yeah. You, just like you can make your wife feel very respected, but you don't love her. It's like, I, babe, I respect your opinion, but I don't love put you. a lot of thought into this, but we're not going with it. Wait, what? <laughs> I thought you loved me. It's like, no, I respect you, right? <laughs> I gave it a thought. Um, no, yeah, and that, 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 that's an issue where we're speaking over each other. No one's communicating along the same lines. And this goes, feeds into another problem where, um, you know, maybe the gender roles are a little fuzzy. Uh, you know, we're, we're each operating in domains that we didn't traditionally, we're not traditionally in. And there's not a lot of guidance yep. out there to navigate this space. Because, I mean, as I feel like as social media has grown, you know, as Instagram has blown up, Facebook, these apps, um, I th- the problem just gets worse and worse because it goes back to what you were saying about nafsi, 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 yeah. right? Like the guy wants, you know, I just want the most beautiful girl. Right. I, I know a guy, I don't know him personally. It's a group chat with, you know, my wife and some other people. They they play matchmaker on it. One of the guys who they've been trying to get him with a, with a girl, guess how many girls they have sent him via like Instagram profiles? Fifteen. Try one fifty. <laughs> get out of here. Are you kidding me? I wish. They ran out of girls. <laughs> I'm shocked they had 150. It's like I got to the bottom of Instagram. I've like, got to the bottom. Like, There's no oh, bottom. I think at some point when I was keeping a list, like, oh no, this one's. This. I was like, yo, this guy. I don't. I don't think he wants to get married. Like, there's no way 150 girls and you ha- can't find one that you think is pretty. Like, you know what it is? It's the fear of missing out. So people are like, oh, there must be something better. There must be something better. When they get this, this is something that you guys said earlier. You guys are FOMO. both married. FOMO. Yeah. So it's just pronounced it, it's FOMO. F O M O. So people don't think we're saying something else. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so what the whole thing here is like the fear of missing out. Uh, that's what it stands for. So you, I mean, you, you, what's it called? Fear of fear of missing out. Is it fear? Yeah, yeah, yeah fear of missing a, out. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So fear of missing out. So they keep in the in the swiping world, those dating apps. You as long as you keep swiping, you get someone new. You keep someone new, and you're like, well, he doesn't have it. Oh, she doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. She doesn't have it. And you keep going and going, and then you feel disappointed because you haven't found someone that has it all. And the reality is. You don't have it all. 
See, this is the part that no one wants to hear. Yeah. You come up with a little wish list, and do you think that's what called effort? You pray astakhara, you make du'a subhanallah, and then you make your wish list, and then you're done. That's tying your camel. No, that's not tying your camel. That, that's basically you making an entire wish list of what you want, and that's only the first step. But even if you do that, then what? Then what, what happens next? They go to the sheikh and you give him this wish list like he's Santa Claus and say, please, <laughs> sheikh, can you please follow, give me this? And the sheikh will look at it and look at you, and look at it and look at you and they start laughing. <laughs> and like, sheikh, why are you laughing? And you say, well, let me ask you a question. This person, if this person even does exist, let me ask you a question. Who do you think they would marry? You think they would marry you? If a person that you find with all these characteristics, yeah. would they marry you? And they're like, I don't know. Yeah, well, you, you want a 10 out of 10 and you're a 7 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. People who are 10s want, people who are 10s want 10s. What the reality, what the thing is people who are 10s don't want 5s. But you, who happen to be a 5, you think you're a 10. You're not a 10. That's why they don't want to tell you. You're not a 10. Well, he should love me for who I am. Well, you're not a 10. 10s want 10s. If you want a 10, then become a 10. There are certain things that you have control over that mm -hmm. people don't want to work on. Like sisters, was, and these are some solutions, guys. Like a sister in her 30s. I'll ask you guys an honest question here. You oh, guys are married, so hopefully your wives are not watching this so you guys don't get yourself My wife doesn't support me. It's okay. okay. <laughs> Would you rather have a sister in her mid-20s or her early 30s? Mid-20s. Mid-20s. If the sister is overweight in her mid-20s or the girl who is in very good shape in her early 30s? Oh. Notice, audience who's watching this right now, how these two men have just went on pause. <laughs> <laughs> I just pressed the pause button. They're still on pause. This is yeah. actually this tape is rolling, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, the thing is, I'm I'm not thirty yet. That's also I'm a just factor, saying. Yeah. If you so were thirty, if I was in that, then I might do the then shape thirty. Yeah, I'll okay, probably so do the the mid twenties. Overweight mid twenties. We can work on it. Before. We can work on it. Because yeah. What she does not work on. This is the way I am. 30s. There you go. So people who are listening here, and I'm overweight, but still, it doesn't, yeah, but it doesn't okay. matter. So now I'm giving some hope. This is actually, this is not to criticize sisters. I'm actually yeah. giving some sisters, sisters who come and say, "Listen, I worked on my career. I did this and this and whatever. Mm -hmm. Now I want to get married." And you guys are saying, "I can't get married, so I just give up." No, you don't give up. Age, society, culture, all these people are saying your age, you can't get married. I am saying you can. Of course, there are things that are in your control that if you work on you can outbeat the girls who have the age that you don't have. Right now, society and culture are saying, hey, you don't got the age, game over for you. What we're saying is not game over because there's plenty of sisters that are way overweight. No one wants to tell them anything, but they're way overweight. And if you decide to take care of yourself and your health and you eat well, now this is the thing, people, it's not just about losing weight. It's about eating healthy, taking care of yourself, and losing weight is a byproduct of that. It's a lifestyle choice. It's a lifestyle. Yes. And when a man sees this, and this is from females who are listening, it's not, okay, why is the man so superficial? No, no, we see other things. Let me tell you what this weight means. When, like I had a brother who said, I don't want to marry a sister overweight. I said, why? He said, because obviously it's an attraction thing, but he says, that tells me that they don't have any self-control. That's how he sees it. Similarly, a sister may see a brother and say, hey, he's a very smart guy, he just watches TV the whole time. He doesn't, no, he's not even searching for a job. He's not going to school. Very, very smart guy. He's not doing any of these things. So what would a sister choose? A guy in his mid-20s? Who's like... Uh, watching TV? 
He can tell you all the stuff about any television show you want. Season three of this, season six of this, whatever. He is the next. But he's one. really smart. Really smart. Doesn't go to school. Doesn't have a job. Doesn't care. Guy is older. He is not as smart, but he works hard. He should pick the. Should pick the working hard. Exactly because it's a reflection of his attitude and his way of life. Because in reality, even if the girl is young, doesn't mean anything, right? It's the person who's working on themselves constantly. That's a reflection of what kind of person you're marrying because the weight is just byproduct of that all that stuff. And that's why. So aside from the attraction that's obviously there, as you guys would put both of you guys on pause, there's the other element of it that makes it very attractive of someone who works really hard. So I tell sisters, for your mind, you just say, okay, whoever thinks about physical must be very superficial. And a man can come and argue with the same thing with you and say, hey, why do you care how much money I make? That's being very superficial too. So we're both deep down have this superficial part of us so if someone's working t- hard towards it like let's say you were the couch person and now you decide look i'm gonna start working i'm gonna start getting myself in school i'm gonna get myself educated a girl will find that very attractive even though you haven't got to your goal yet and if a girl who's working on herself even though you hit your 30s you're working on yourself you're trying to take care of yourself a That's- man will find you more attractive than just a girl who's younger so girls who are listening there's your hope right there and this is for guys or girls, especially this goes for both of us, men and women. If you are being, if you're living a good life, like a good Muslim life and you're, you're chaste, yeah. right? You know, you know that most likely you're only going to be in this one relationship. So you want to have the best relationship, intimate relationship with that person. So obviously yeah. attraction is going to play a huge role. Yes. Right. So it's not just about, oh, you're superficial. Like, no, like for a lot of, you know, other guys, it's like, oh, well, I got one shot, you know, so I'm going to try my best to get the most beautiful girl, right? And same thing for sisters. So I want the most successful guy. I want the most successful guy. Exactly. Yeah. So, but there, it, neither are, you can call those things superficial, but these are what human beings are attracted to each gender. Yeah. yeah. Which instead of fighting it, just try, embrace it, just embrace it and say, and here's some things that sisters don't know. What they do is they watch each other on Instagram. They see these beautiful models and they say, wow, she's so beautiful. I'll never match up to her. Men, you'll be surprised. We don't have the standards you do. We don't see the details you see. Oh, look how perfect her skin is. Look at her ear this way. Look at her cheekbones. We don't see all that stuff. She really looks, she looks pretty or she doesn't look pretty. That's it. And whatever you become, you can become the best version of yourself. Many men will find you attractive. But are you the best version of yourself? Mentally, physically, spiritually? Are you the best version? If you are, you will become very attractive for men. There's other things about men that sisters don't know about because we don't tell them. Maybe since you're in this room, since we'll just say it out now. If you find a brother attractive, that immediately makes you a little bit more attractive. Doesn't work the way opposite for sisters. Just because a brother finds you attractive, like, ew, I don't want him. <laughs> so, but if, if a brother says, oh, the sister's actually interested in you, and she happens to be a six, now she's automatically became a seven just because she finds you attractive. Like, oh, wait, so? You see? You see? Yeah, the and he'll be that's like, true. Yeah. That's true. isn't it? Be like, true. It just yeah, went up one yeah. notch because she found you. He said, I think mm-hmm. he's very attractive. Didn't she just move from a six to a seven? Men Maybe like, an men eight. like their pride. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If she was an eight, didn't that just make her a nine? Yeah. There you go. 100%. So, but the sisters don't think this way because it, you could be whatever and like, oh, just because you like me, there's a hundred guys who like me. Next. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to another subject of egos. Bismillah. Yeah. The biggest egos I come across oftentimes are sisters. Really? Yep. No By way. By far. I can prove it to you guys. I want the proof. Be my guess. Here we go. I've actually been asking, and every time I say it, I hear crickets afterwards when I have to prove it. Here we go, guys. 
You guys, if you guys don't want controversy because you're going to get a lot of emails after this one. So, okay. If we got emails, that'd be great. Just want emails. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. I'll, let's just reverse this. I like to give this scenario so you guys can see yeah. it from the opposite gender's perspective. So when I was mentioning earlier regarding the man sitting on the couch, not doing anything is not attractive. You can be a very handsome guy who doesn't want to do anything. Sisters so will not find you attractive, right? Just similar opposite. So let's say, let's flip the script for a second. Let's say a man who happens to be very physically attractive, very handsome. MashaAllah. He t- you, you, he's a, let's just say you're, he's your friend. Okay. okay? And you say, okay, so I have a sister, really good sister I want you to meet. So he meets his sister, sits across like this, and you just say, tell us how it goes. And they're sitting across from each other. And he just talks about his looks, he talks about how handsome he is. He talks about himself a little bit. He talks about how handsome he is, how everyone wants him to model for everything. I'm getting so sick and tired. Islamic Relief, Helping Hand, everyone wants me to be a model for all their fundraiser, the financial people, the La Reba. Everybody wants me to do their ads. I'm like, so annoying, so frustrating. Like, I'm not a model, guys. I, okay, I am, but I'm like, come on, give me a break. And all this time he's talking about, and then he talks about how he beautifies things at home. He's an interior decorator. He does design stuff, but he doesn't make any money. So he doesn't have a job. He's not going to work. He's been riding on his beauty this whole time, and it works really well for him, right? And the sister's like, so any goals you have in life? Do you want to do anything? I know, thank you very much, mashallah. You may you be hopefully continue to be very handsome. But other than that, do you have anything else to bring to the table? I was like, what do you mean other thing else? Are you kidding me? Look at this. Look at whatever. So <laughs> the girl's like, okay, like, like whatever. It's like not big deal. Like you're not really impressing her with beauty. It's giving you actually beauty tips, by the way. So you know you should do the, your skin like this. I have some really great moisturizer for that skin of yours. It looks kind of like dry, but it's a you know. And it's like, it's like okay. And then she, the sister, tells you, you're like, well, what do you think of him? And she says, no, I pass. So do you say something wrong? No, it's just not my cup of tea. He didn't say anything. He's a really good brother. Yeah, I know he's a good brother. You know, but no, that's no, not, 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 not what I'm looking for. She's trying to be really nice. She's like, that's not what I'm looking for. She's want to backbite, nothing. Yeah. Then you go to the brother. Says, she, he asks you, hey, bro, what did she say? And he says, oh, she's not interested. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> she's not interested. You have, Are you sure? Because that sounds really strange because I, I was giving her beauty tips. I told her about her skin. I told her this. Did she, I, she saw me like I literally maybe it was the lighting or something and then bro she says she's not interested in you and he uses the word well maybe I think I know what it is it's like now you're about to say he's about, you think he's going to say oh maybe because I don't have a job maybe I'm not going to school maybe I have no ambition no she's intimidated by my handsomeness she doesn't want someone that's hotter than her she wants to walk around have a trophy husband and they're like whoa what about how did she get him so she's definitely intimidated by me now what would you think about, about this brother would you think he's humble? You think he's arrogant? Would you think he has an ego? Would you say he's an ego? I'd say he's an idiot. He's deluded. Yeah. But would you say he has an ego? Would I say he has an ego problem? Does he have an ego or he has no ego? Is he a humble brother? Not humble for sure. Yeah. Okay. So he has <laughs> an ego. He has an ego. Yeah. Right. He has yeah. an ego. Let's just be honest. He's not your friend. We're yeah. making this imagination guy. There's no backbiting here. Yeah. He has an ego. This guy. Come on. Allah blessed you with some handsomeness, yeah. and it's gone to your head. Yeah. Like, leave it alone. Okay. Now, if a sister comes into a marriage situation and she's talking initial conversation, I'm strong, I'm independent, this and that. And okay. So as she continues, I've done this. I got my degree from this university. I got this and this. Here's my goals. Here's my this. Here's my that. 
all of these different things you've done and and the guy's like cool that's cool and so and she's like kind of confused like why is he not reacting the way i was expecting him to react i just did you hear what i just said i got double major from so-and-so i got my master's at so-and-so i got this and this i've been working for so i actually make 37 dollars an hour from this okay anyway so can we continue so he's continuing asking about other stuff and she's not bringing the other stuff to the table not talking about the wife the wifey stuff and and she's confused and then later she asks you ask the brother did you like her he's like no she's good mashallah she's mashallah she's not my type what she's did she say something wrong no so now that same sister she said well what did he say oh he's not interested oh i know why it's because he's intimidated now, how many times have you heard a sister say, men are not interested in me because they're intimidated by my career? All the time. There you go. And that, There have been some famous Muslims, I'm not, not going to call them out, <laughs> Same, famous Muslims, right, in our, in our like, blogosphere that will just write out posts about how they're not, they're, they're dating life is, they're dating scene, the dating scene is not doing that good for them. And that's the exact stuff that they say. Men need to be, you know, we need to cool it when we find another successful woman. You know what I mean? Like we, you know, that, we don't that, care. We don't care. Just like the girl yeah. doesn't care about his skin tips and he knows how to do with this conditioner. He did, we don't like the girl. Like who cares? I'm a girl. I know all the stuff you're talking about. We want someone who's going to stay home, raise the kids, be love me, you know, respect me. Like that's even some brothers have no problem with sometimes their wife working and stuff. But when the wife work becomes her first husband, yeah, yes. That's what they're not interested in. That's what the man, when he's listening to you, he just hears that you're already married. Yeah. And that's to your job. That's to your career. Yeah, if, Even she, if, she, if she had a job like us where she hates it just as much, like, all right, <laughs> I respect yeah, that. Most of us guys, we, when we hang out, we don't just talk about, oh, we don't talk about our work like it's, <laughs> we, we, we don't talk about work <laughs> at all. All like, we do is talk about like, how can we get out of this? <laughs> yeah, like what side hustle are you doing? What kind of investments? Can I get in on this? Like, how I'm can I get out of this prison? I'm yeah, trying yeah. to get out of this. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like, I'm climbing the corporate ladder. Like, no, I <laughs> don't want it. <laughs> so I believe Mogadip has come in. All right, so we should, okay, let's, let's, let's go real quick. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take a quick pause. Okay, Bismillah. Where we leave off? I don't remember. <clears throat> well, we were we were given a lot of points about the woman and the issues that they have and how they can improve themselves and push that. But yeah, but we gotta talk to the brothers now. But this is prophetic mentality. I yes. So we need uh, some men issues. Yes. But oh, but I think we should have some clarifications before we move forward. That it may sound like we're dissing on oh, women who work, they're awful, they'll never get married. First of all, like many of us are maybe married to someone who's working, or, or, or we know mothers people, are our mothers are working. Yeah. yeah. So there's a difference mother, between yeah. uh, uh, we can clarify those things. So yeah. there's a difference between a woman that's working and a woman that's a career woman. That's and that's the distinction. The, the main thing is the, what the brothers are looking for, they don't mind if his wife works. Yeah. They just mind if the if the work is the first husband. Just similarly, if a man he works out, that's fantastic. But does your workout come before you even have a job, before you do everything else? Or if you have a work husband. A work (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, my mother works. Works for her whole life, basically, she works full time. My wife has this side hustle she does. All the money she makes is hers. I don't ask her for it. If she wants to share, it's up to her. I don't ever ask her, can you put your money with mine? It's 100% hers. She chooses to share it, but... I have nothing. I have nothing against sisters working. My own mother does it, right? Yeah. It's the mentality that sometimes some people have with it that causes problems, right? It's the same thing with brothers who are successful. A woman doesn't mind if her husband's successful. They do mind if it gets to his head. Mm-hmm. Some people, it does get to their head and they use that power 
that money that to control their wife. Yeah. And it really bothers them. Sisters oftentimes will say that saying, this is, I want a husband who's in control, but not a husband who's controlling. Right? That's the big difference between sisters. They don't mind if the husband makes a final decision. I just want you to make the final decision if you are using it to your advantage to abuse it. You know, and by the way, here's the interesting thing. We men have never asked to have the final decision. It was kind of like we have no choice. And on the day of judgment, the women will have zero accountability. 100% of the final choice will be on our neck. So I always often ask sisters, does anybody would like to have the final choice and then take the accountability that comes with it? In front of God. Yeah. In front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah, on the day of judgment. Allah, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. yeah. Every single sister, no thanks. I already have enough to worry about. Mm-hmm. But we don't have a choice to say, hey, you know what, guys? You know what? I don't 50-50. Really <laughs> you want to do 50-50? No. It's all on us. So it's a lot of pressure as a husband Man. to make the right decision because if we abuse that power, we're in trouble. There's a lot of brothers we talk about money. Money doesn't corrupt people. It exposes them. Just like this power that this husband has as a final choice, it will not corrupt him. It will expose who he really is. And a lot of us, we don't know who you really are until Allah tests you. See, all that fasting, praying, all those things are super easy to do. Yeah. If you really want to see where you're really at, watch when someone tests, when Allah tests you and see where you're at. That's the true you. That's how your true friends come out. All your friends are, if everything's going perfect in a marriage, your marriage is not tested. Once you guys start fighting, every couple will fight, can you guys make it last? Can you guys resolve your issues? Or do you guys cross the boundaries? Because a good man will stay within the boundaries. So sisters who are looking to get married, a good tip for them is look for a husband who takes a, who goes slow to anger and, and, and forgives very quickly. So fast to forgiveness, slow to anger. That's a good trait to look for in a husband. Because the guy who has, oh, he just has a really bad temper. Game over. Next. <laughs> I would say, if I, if I tell the sister, if, if, if my daughter was getting married and the guy has a quick temper, next. No. Doesn't matter how much money he makes. Doesn't, Doesn't matter, matter how religious he is. Nope. It's not going to work. Nope. There's, and there's plenty of brothers who don't devalue the, the strength. Oh, look at my workout. There goes your stuff. You know, there are all this stuff. That means nothing. The Prophet of Psalm saw two men That's wrestling. Right. He says, the stronger views is the one who controls anger. <laughs> So instead of doing this stuff, you can try practicing controlling that temper because trust me, in a relationship, as much as we men think physical attraction is so important to a sister, it's not as important as it is for men. You being able to control your anger will be 10 times more attractive for a female. Because a woman will say, look, I, have my, I go up and down on my emotions. I just want a husband who could be there and support me. And if the brothers are listening, look and listen to these little tips because if you have these things of emotional intelligence, the sisters are going to find you more attractive. How do you get emotional intelligence? Because we don't have a default. Read some books. Listen some we podcasts. did an episode on that, actually, yeah. with mm-hmm. uh, Mikhail Ahmed Smith. Listen to this his, podcast. Uh, <laughs> listen to this podcast, yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah I'll, give, I'll give a tip for men who like, okay, how, how do I know if I have an anger issue or like if I yeah. curse or this and that or quick to, quick to snap? Just go play basketball. Go play uh, sports with your friends. Because yeah. I've seen a lot of my friends where I, I didn't know it about them until <laughs> we're on the court. And all of a sudden, like, they, they blow up so fast. You think to yourself, like, is this who this guy is? Mo- actually? Or So, I mean, you can if you're not going to watch him play basketball, I mean, that's too awkward in these days. Like, you're the one girl sitting there on the sidelines and everyone knows who he's talking to. Just ask his friends, like, oh, when he's on the court and someone pushes him or fouls him, like, is he dropping F-bomb all of a sudden? Or yep. is he just kind of like, all right, well, he gets up. Competitive, but not, you know, abrasive. Sports really, really... Sh- shows the person not praying next to them praying next to them anyone can 
be whoever they want to be in the masjid. Yeah, FBI agents praying next to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Informants. <laughs> Informants. Sorry, the guy who has his microphone here. <laughs> yeah. What do you say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can always tell the informants are. So guys, where are we going next? Talk yeah, they right got here. like they got the wrong hand on top. You're <laughs> like, wait a second. <laughs> and they always want you to talk inside their chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that weird guy. He always wants me to talk to his chest. But yeah, um, I think seeing men play sports, yeah, or even your wally, that's a good sign to see. Does this guy send your wally to go play a sport with him and watch how he acts when he yeah. wins and when he loses? Not just because when he wins, is he arrogant about it? Hmm. When he loses, is he blame everybody? Because sports really, Olajuwon actually gave a really good quote. quote. He says, "Is an extension of oneself. If you're a show off, you're gonna be show off on the court." If it's all about you, nafsi nafsi, it'll be nafsi nafsi. You'll be triple team shooting half court shots. You'll see, no, I'm laughing. You're laughing because you know it's true. People do that. <laughs> see, there's four guys open. I didn't see any of you. Of course not, because you're playing like this. Your eyes are closed. You just see yourself. And that in the real world, that's how he's going to be like, too. Yeah. You'll have zero self awareness when it comes to his wife. She does, he doesn't realize what he's saying that's really hurting her. And by finding a husband who has these qualities, I think it makes him very attractive. Agreed. Do you I, have. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go. Um, when this is this is an issue that I see with some of my friends that are that are courting women, I feel like sometimes they're not the guys are you know very nonchalant or, or it doesn't seem like they're very serious about it. And when I try to talk to them, I'm like, hey, you know, you should ask them some real questions. And then they're like, oh well, I have the the mass list of questions, 400 questions. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not. I mean, like, you know, the the, the small talk is okay, but. If all it is a small talk, like holding a conversation is not what a good spouse is about, right? It's, um, you know, I feel like guys should have a solid list of questions like, what are we going to do about money? Uh, when we have kids, are you are you planning on staying home? This is how I see my role in the house. Like, you know what I mean? Like get, getting serious and fast. Like how many kids do you want to have, right? No, I feel like guys, some of the guys I'm talking to, they're not having these conversations or they think it's like, oh, it'll come later. It'll just come naturally. You know, like, it's like, well, how many girls have you talked? How many years has it been? Like, you know, um, so I want to, I want you to comment on that as well. So I think a lot of men, they don't know what kind of questions to ask. They go download the Sheikh's 100 questions. Do you pray? Are you good Muslim? Do you halal meat? So I just got like, okay, there's much more to that. And unfortunately, a lot of both, to be fair, both, both men and women don't know what to ask. And even when they do ask, they can't tell if someone's telling them truth or someone's telling them what they want to hear. So there's ways to do that. And when I was speaking for Sisters for Marriage, 17 people contacted me. And when 17 people contacted me, I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm attractive like this. People are just telling me what I want to hear. So I need to differentiate these 17 people down to the one sister that is my match. That's when I married 20 years ago. So how do I get down to that one? I sent all of them a series of questions that didn't have right or wrong answers. And then 16 of them failed, only one answered it correctly. So I'll give you guys a question. Do you think... The world needs more justice or more mercy. With all the stuff that's happening in the world right now, do you think the world needs more justice or do we need more mercy to resolve things? I'm not going to answer because I, I know I know the <laughs> trick question, but I love Munir's answer. I yes. also know, but it doesn't, oh, you are, I'll say oh, it on okay. I'm mercy. Mercy? Justice. Justice. <laughs> 50-50? So you have, most of the time you ask people, it's about 50-50. Yeah. Right? So he's more fair, you're more forgiving. That's what it really means. So when I ask, I'll give you other questions you can ask. Questions like, if you came with a warning label, what would it say? And why? Wow. A warning label. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like when you're at your worst, what does your worst look like? Ooh. Would you marry someone like yourself? Does not speak. Does not communicate. Give me one reason why Lethargic. I should. Yeah. Uh, depressed. Here, like, I just don't do anything. Just on the couch potato. That's not my, maybe my words. I don't do nothing. <laughs> I'll give you a tough question. Tough question. All right. Give me one reason why I shouldn't marry you. Ooh. I mean, even these get emailed. They got time to think. It's not on the spot. Right? I, I ask on the spot. I wouldn't wait. I wouldn't do this on email. Are you serious? 100%. Dang. Because it's good to get the board of council of all her uh, friends and his friends. All right, brothers, what are we gonna do? All what the single, all the single sisters, and all the single brothers. <laughs> <laughs> they all get like a group, like a group together. Tell, tell her that. Tell her that. Tell her that. So, say, 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 say. It's like, it's like because because I'm already married. Uh, that's all. Ah, married. here we go. Good one. Good one. Yeah, but just like uh, ask questions like, what's a opinion of, that you follow that some Muslims some Muslims might find problematic. What's the unpopular opinion you follow you that some Muslims will find problematic? So I want to find out what makes you different without you giving me a bunch of words that, because by asking a lot of these questions, the questions about do you pray and fast will come into line by itself. Mm. Right? Because yeah, if they tell you, oh, I take the minority opinion that smoking is halal, then you're like, eh, okay. <laughs> what other minority opinions are you? Yeah, then it leads you to maybe yeah. other questions so you can yeah. really see understand how they think. Because it's not a point of, there's a lot of people who pray and fast, but a Salafi and a Sufi both will consider themselves religious, but they, wouldn't, they will clash. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so I need to see how you view Islam and why you view it that way. And if, we, if I can sense, sense sincerity, then wherever you are in your deen, because of whatever you've been uh, had uh, actually have exposure to, maybe if you're given some other things, you will because if you're sincere, you will take the truth, the haq over the, whatever the mm-hmm. the falsehood of whatever you've been given to before. Some yeah. people have been raised culturally; they don't know anything about Islam other than what people have told them. So, but they followed whatever they've been taught. Mm-hmm. That's why people have converts so much. They may not know much, but they're sincere. They dropped all the bad stuff from before and take on all the good stuff that they realize, even if it, even if it hurts. If it means disconnecting from their family, their jobs. Yeah. So they have a certain level of respect, even among born Muslims. Like, wow, this guy really believes in this deen that I was born with, and he's willing to sacrifice for it. Whereas you may not have had to sacri- make the same sacrifices that person. And choices. Yeah. yeah. They gi- they're giving up, uh, some instances, their social circles, their, their families may have left them. So, you know, uh, yeah. So these are things that if, if sister's looking for a husband, these are things you want, you're looking for. Sincerity. You know, don't look at, okay, just because his outside appearance looks Muslim, doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You don't know what's inside his heart. So you have to look for those signs of sincerity, what's inside of it. Like, sometimes you may not have to even interview him. You interview his friends. But you don't talk to his friends, you talk to him through his friends. For example, one of your best friends, tell me the best, without mentioning him so we're not backbiting, what is his best characteristic and what is his worst characteristic? One of our best friends. Oh, okay. He is extremely generous with his money. Okay. And his worst characteristic? Naivety. Okay. So then you ask for another friend, then another friend, another friend. And then find look at the consistency these friends have. For example, let's say uh, I was talking to a sister. She says every single brother that she knows, she doesn't know one brother that doesn't smoke weed. Doesn't know one. She doesn't know one guy who doesn't smoke weed. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I have no idea what kind of circle you're in. <laughs> one Muslim... Who doesn't? Oh, doesn't. Every, it's impossible for me to understand how you guys are in this world that every... And I'm like, it's really hard. For, I told her the same thing. I don't understand what world you're in because we're in different circles. Yeah. How every single person... Like, I don't know anyone other than you who can make that <laughs> statement. 
I say I can never understand like so uh, you guys yeah. are not around your whole your, your closest friends you guys are all, all smoking weed what what yeah it's so hard to find a decent brother and I'm like so I think to myself that this if you yeah if you're talking to a brother and every single one of his friends smoke weed most he's, likely he's smoking weed you don't have to ask him because what do they have in, why do they want to hang out with this guy <laughs> <laughs> if nine of his friends are he's losers, the plug. yeah, he's yeah, the yeah, plug. He's a dealer. He's the, he's the entrepreneur of the group. Actually, maybe that's why. The, oh, that's how you make your money. I thought you were. I don't smoke. I just yeah, deal. I just deal. I don't smoke. What? Yeah. So my point is like, if you have to find out by his friends to find out who he really is, yeah. And if his friends are nine losers, he's the tenth. That's yeah. the reality of it. True. So, and these are things that you. you this, so you don't give you what you want to hear because guys let's be honest men are politicians I'm, I'm hitting the men right here guys so men are politicians we will tell you what you want to hear just to get elected because once we have power then we take over right and the girls are like wait a second do I really want to give him my vote because he gets the final say that's why they're so hesitant what do you think about him they're asking their friends what do you think like, I don't know it's so uh, they're all iffy and that's why we bring in the wally the Wally doesn't get simulated by his ears. Because man-to-man is Man-to-man. See, yeah. men were simulated by our eyes. Mm-hmm. Women are simulated by their ears, right? So when uh, a guy being super handsome is not going to make a girl go, like, she, she's like, okay, he's very handsome, but if he sweet-talks her, that's how he pulls her. And that's how the players of non-Muslims, they pull the men, women in by just sweet-talking him. Men don't get sweet-talked. Another man cannot sweet-talk another man. It doesn't work that way. So that's why when the Wally comes in, He's like, hey, what's up? He's like, what are you talking about? What's up? <laughs> Wait, look, don't talk to me that way. And the guy can play those games. You can't sweet talk no more. I'm going to see right through all your games and I'm going to tell you the real you. And that's why you need that Wally to come in to give his second opinion before you guys decide to proceed. And it's not by, oh, I don't, want, no, I don't need a man. No, you need a person who thinks through logic and reasoning rather through his feelings because it is great that you think through your feelings. You need your feelings because that women's intuition is what makes you so feminine, so amazing. Yeah. We men don't have that. That's why we're attracted to it, right? We men are, sorry to say, brothers, I'm hitting you guys again, but we're slightly autistic. We say whatever is on our mind sometimes. Like a person who's fully autistic, he may just say whatever is on his mind because that's how his brain functions. Men are slightly autistic who will be sitting there and say something so hurtful because we're like, hey, that's logic and that's facts. And we're willing to hurt feelings for logic and facts. Well, my friend, is, oh, she's trying to lose weight. Well, your sister is fat. You can't say that. Well, isn't that true? You just can't say that. But man is thinking, well, what's wrong with that? That was logical and factual. That's using logic and reasoning. Well, men were willing to break feelings. for lo- Now, women are the opposite. Even they know their friend is overweight, they'll never say that to her. They rather save feelings... Right and break logic. They'll br- they'll bend truth to save a social Feeling. relationship, whereas men will value truth over exactly a social relationship. And then that's problematic that's because problematic, yeah. we have to understand that hey, when your wife thinks this way, this is the way you should talk to her, and when your husband talks this way, this way you should talk to him. We think so differently than each other, and this is why we clash. Yeah, that's actually something I, I had to learn. Yeah. Whereas, like, uh, I communicate with reason and logic a lot. But sometimes that may not come across. So I may have to be like, well, I feel this way. Yes. And that's that, you know, then I'll get a light bulb. Like, you know, that's mm-hmm. so we learn. Yeah. So when you're talking to a brother who has this emotional intelligence, then you're like, wow, this guy's picking up things. So a lot of people were looking through a list of things. Okay, I want a husband who has this. Or I want a wife who's like this, 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 this. 
and you have this list, but how many people have this on their list? Like, I want a wife or a husband who understands how the opposite gender thinks. How much more value does that have? How many less fights and arguments in a marriage would you have if my wife understood that when I said, I don't want tea, it really means, what is it? Guys, so we, all the sisters are listening. When you say, I don't want tea, what does it really mean? It means I don't want tea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no, Everyone's yeah, yeah, like, Everyone <laughs> let's, let's find out what it really means. <laughs> we have no code. Like, we, our brain can't do the mental gymnastics to sit down and try to figure out what all these code because girls speak in code. Oh, that looks nice. See, men, we say, oh, like, that's different than that looks nice. That looks, exactly. <laughs> and then we take things literally. What's wrong? Nothing, nothing. Okay. The men are just think that when she says nothing means nothing, and after you've been married for a while, you realize nothing means something. Yeah. So it's kind of, you guys are both married, so you guys know. But a guy who's yeah. brand new, a noob, he's going to like, oh, what's going on? She said, nothing's wrong, so I'm just going to play some game. He said, go, go fine. Go play with your friends. Okay, fine. <laughs> go ahead. That sentence. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead with your eyebrows, or even worse. Go ahead. So, okay. <laughs> So you have statistics, you have, what is it? How long has Half Dean been around? Half Dean has been around 11 years. It has 2,590 success stories. Oh, I just found that out. Documented. Oh. Documented? Yes. Like there's probably more undocumented. Oh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For that's, sure. That's what I meant. Yeah. So yeah. we have a lot of people that, even people I know personally that tell me, um, please don't tell anybody. I don't be a part of the statistic. I don't be part of the statistic. Mm-mm. I want to be so anonymous no one knows I got married in half Fardin and because they don't want anyone to find out so we can't count them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so, so uh, there's okay. 2,590 people who voluntarily contacted us and say hey I just got married on your website Work how many people don't contact you who knows yeah so, that, so I only count that I can't count the unknown yeah so the reason I bring that up is because I wanted to ask you now let's focus maybe like hyper focus on the men you have men on this, sub, this site first I guess one what is the statistic of men to women on these type of sites? Um, so, and for the men, I might be good news actually. And then two, what is it that you see is their biggest downfall when they're looking for someone and why it's not working out for this guy who seems like he has what would look attractive to most women, but like, why is his profile just being rejected left and right? All right there's a couple of different things. So number one, and this is, I wish now that men are listening, this is very important for those who are using any type of matrimonial site. Men write the minimum number of words. It's like every letter costs money or something. <laughs> How was your day today? Good. How was the wedding? Alhamdulillah. Who was there? Everybody. It's like, oh, and the women are just pulling their hair out. What do you, can you get some information out of you? Like men min- minimize and sometimes we don't even say anything. We can see each other from across the room and do this. <laughs> Another brother's like you. And we're good. Hmm. No sister who hasn't seen each other for like a year will never do this. And we're like, it's more like you know they they're much more communicative. They, sorry, much more communi- communi- communicative. Communicative. You see, and as you can see, I can't even say the word communicative because of my language. I can't even <laughs> say communication properly. It's have lack of communication for me. But um, women can communicate so much better than men. So men, when it comes to these profiles, they don't put enough detail that women want, and women need those details because they're not going to prematurely choose somebody just because based on your picture. Here's some interesting stats for you. So they took a Tinder is. A lot of the dating apps a lot of Muslims use, Muzmatch and Salams and all these other websites, they, they're basically a copy of Tinder. So you're going to have very similar stats. The stats on Tinder is 72% men, 28% female. On Tinder? Yes. Mm. Now, of the men, 61.9% swipe right. So if you're a female, you have a 61.9% chance your man's going to swipe right. You're good enough. Good enough. Sounds good to me. 
pretty enough. I, I hung out with some my my non-Muslim friends, and this guy, one of them was on Tinder, and he wasn't even looking. He was just talking to me. <laughs> And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, when she matches, then I'll find out if she's, you know. Yeah, uh, uh, 61.9. <laughs> he's, he's just like this. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Oh, my God. No yeah. look. Like a no look pass? You're like yeah. doing like this. Yeah. So no look pass. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> literally no look pass like in basketball. So yeah. you're just doing this the whole time. It's, hey, I matched. So, yep. like, so because you've been minimized to your picture, your first name, and your age. That's pretty much it. That's, how, that's what you've been reduced down to. So for women, that doesn't work for them. And you can tell these websites have been designed by men for men. And that's why there's a lot of sisters looking to get married. So the real question is, why is only 28% of them using this website? Now, if you go to a Muslim version of these websites, the number is very, very similar. And by the way, you can Google these things. It'll be 66% men, 33% women. Hmm. Now, Muslim women have more pressure to get married than non-Muslim women, so the number is 5% higher, but it's still significantly much more men. So why are women not using it, especially there's so many more Muslims in the Muslim community looking to get married than men, is because women don't have enough information to choose a husband based on his picture, his first name, and his age. So for men who are using these apps, you're not looking to get married. You're looking for a date. That's why they're called dating apps. Sometimes in your profile, they put uh, not looking for anything serious. Exactly. I'm like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? That means he's looking <laughs> like, for intimacy. Yeah. There's the truth. He's looking to string you along and pull you in. And he's going to say stuff like this to your sisters, for those who are listening. You know, one day all this will be halal. <laughs> right? Once we get married, everything like becomes halal. He's making his own fiqh. <laughs> right? Don't let anyone judge you. A fiqh of Tupac, right? God judge me. Only God judge me, right? Fiqh of Tupac. Tupac fiqh. So all this nonsense, they keep feeding you nonsense, feeding you nonsense, feeding you nonsense, stringing you along, taking these baby steps, baby steps, baby steps. Let's go out on a date so we can spend some time together. Eventually he touches your hand, the hand means this and this and this. And now you're quote unquote in a relationship and you're starting to catch feelings for this guy. And he's just slowly <clears throat> pulling you in, pulling you in. I want to feel close to you. He starts using the word feel instead of think. I want to feel you, feel close to you. I want to feel like we're one person, blah, 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 blah. He's using it. And once he gets what he wants, he's gone. And we get some major issues within our Muslim community of sisters slashing themselves, hurting themselves, feeling pain, and they don't know who to talk to. Men who trick them because I said you get stimulated by your ears. It's not because he looks so handsome. He just knew what words to say to get to her heart. Look, ladies, like, I mean, if you're listening and you're single and if you're talking to a guy, honestly, before it even moves forward, ask him. Before we move forward, I want you to talk to my wali. Yes. Number one. Like literally the first thing you tell him. And if he doesn't say, sure, give me his number or let's set it up, then then leave it. I need to get to know you first. Yeah, th- th- leave it. Even if, even if he doesn't mean to you know, use you, he's not serious. This is three guys sitting here. Sisters, listen to the three men yeah. who are, have, don't know who you are. These are men who think like men. We're, if you're serious about getting married, you will speak to the wali. You're yes. not going to play games. Because we know at the end of the day, you and I can t- do whatever, but if your dad, your older brother, your uncle, whatever, if they're going to be a hitch in the, in the like, uh, if they're not going to agree, it's not going to happen. So we know if we're serious, we're serious. And that's how you find out if we're serious. Forget all the questions, just ask. What you just said right now is really, really good advice. And that's, if you, if you told me, Ali, what advice you give everyone looking to get married, the key word I would say is filter. Right there, what you just did is took a whole bunch of brothers and filtered it down to a very few. Yeah. 
Now you take those next few brothers this, who passed level one, and now you filter those people down and filter them. That's why I got 17 sisters down to one. I've been married for 20 years. Alhamdulillah. My friend, Alhamdulillah. My friend said, hey, bro, I've been using these websites. Nothing works for me. What did you do? Because everyone else is going this way. You swam this way. Everyone's swimming with the waves. You swam against the waves. Can I see your questions? I said, here. He got married, been married for 14 years. Mashallah. You know what he does every time someone asks him? Here, try these. Here's ways Ali filtered. Now, after that, he became my first success story. He's, he's the only man that works for me for half our dean. Half dean. Half dean. <laughs> I, I, I have to fix my own thing. I so. caught him. <laughs> so, I'm waiting for that. Dean, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I was waiting for him to pitch his, plug something. But, so he's the only brother. Every other person who works for half dean, this Muslim, is, is a woman. It's female. Did you know that? So I, I get the female's perspective on when I build a website. I say, look, I need to get a female's perspective on how women think. So interesting enough, my stats, when we talk about stats, is 59% women and 41% men. On half dean? On half dean. Brothers, you hear this? You got, you got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> you got now a statistical that, chance. Yes. So now, here's the other part of that's interesting. Majority of sisters are coming here on a swiping app. They could be free. Why are they paying to come to my website when that site's free? Because paying is a filter. Exactly. Pay now, exactly, is the next filter. Next filter for men is what? Well, how do I know that any of these guys are serious, Right. The next thing we ask men to do when they register, this is what you have to do just to register. You have to take a personality test. You have to take an attraction test. You have to take a tolerance test. We'll get to tolerance in a second. You have to take, choose from 100 different interests. I'm literally going through 100 things, over 100, and choose interests. Then I have to go on top of that, take, write five deal breaker questions <coughs> that I want sisters to answer. Then I take 10 priorities and I order them in the list of most important to least important. So I give you 10 things. And none of them are right or wrong, by the way. Kindness, desire for children, Similar religious understanding, same culture, mm. uh, intelligence, similar education. Uh, all these type of words, you just put them together and you try to figure out what's the most important, what's the least important. Everybody does it. Mm -hmm. And you can see your list versus everybody else's list. So if a girl has desire for children as number one and you have it as number 10, now you know what you guys talk about. But that doesn't stop there. The biggest thing of all, I asked the men 158 questions and they answer it. And if a sister wants to look at these 40%, whatever number of men, mm -hmm. she can actually go and look at every single answer of every single question. And it tells you where you matched up, where you thought aligned, where you thought similar and where you thought differently. Now that I see exactly on question number 17, on test number four, we think differently because you said you don't want husband and wife both to work. I know exactly what to talk about when we first get on the phone together. Rather than, Assalamu alaikum. How is, uh, how is this location? How yeah. is this locale treating you? And, and if you know who you are, if you're, listening. <laughs> if you're listening, you know who you are. Stop it. So I, if I was a sister, I would be able to go through all this stuff. I can see his personality. I can see what he's attracted to. I can see all these different things. And I can see what he can tolerate. I, I have to just get to this. This is really important. Tolerance. Go for it. Go for so it. So tolerance. What is tolerance, guys? I don't know. Tolerance is a lot of people are attracted to something they can't tolerate. People are attracted to something they can't tolerate? Attracted to someone, sorry. Oh. They can't tolerate. I don't know. So what does that mean? How many people... So when you want to get married, there's 1.5 billion Muslims to choose from. MashaAllah. You choose this one and say, this is what I want. Baba, this is what I want. Mama, this is what I want, right? Okay. You tell your, you tell your mom or your dad, this is a brother or sister, to say, please, this is the only person I want. I don't want nobody else. That's really what you're saying. I don't want nobody else. Two years from now, if even the last two years, six months from now, you say, I can't stand this person. I'd rather be alone for the rest of my life than be married with this. That's really what you're saying. I'd rather be alone. I'd rather, even for me, I'd never get married again to live with this person. Wait, what happened to this one extreme that went to this extreme? Weren't you attracted to him or her? Yes. 
but now I can't tolerate them. I discovered. Now, when you ask that same person who's been divorced, what are you looking for? They're not saying, okay, I'm looking for this, 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 this. I'll tell you what I'm not looking for. Mm. They say, I'm not looking for this, because they realize what they can't tolerate. Now, this same person you just divorced gets married with somebody else and lives happily ever after. How is that possible? This, if this person is as bad as you claim he is, or as bad as you claim she is, how is she possibly married to some other guy and they've been living happily ever for the last 12 years? Well, because you couldn't tolerate them, but they can. So the key question here is, what can you tolerate? Most people do not ever ask themselves these questions until they get married and learn the hard way. And now when they come out of that divorce, they say, hey, now I know what I can't tolerate. So let me tell you what I can. So what I do on Haftin is like, hey, let's figure out what you can't tolerate. So now when you click on each profile, these are possibly the negative characteristics that comes with this person that you don't know about yet. Because I can look at your personality and tell you what come, what's more likely to come with your personality negative versus his personality negative. Because no one's going to be upfront about it, not even a half team members. No one's going to say, hey, guess what? I can be heartless. <laughs> I can be very selfish. No sister or brother is going to say that. But I can, what I can tell you is, based on his personality, he is more likely going to be like this than all the other personalities. And based on your words that I told you that you can't tolerate, or you told us you can't tolerate, this is not a match for you. A girl came to me one day, at an Islamic conference, I was had a booth and people were taking my personality test. And she takes it and she looks at it and she says, what do you think? And I would look at the results. I said, what, you want, what your score means? She said, yeah. I said, I prefer not to say. She's like, well, why don't you want to tell me? Because according to this, you're going to get divorced. She said, why would you say that? I said, because that's what the numbers say. You will get divorced. And if you get married, you'll get divorced again. If you get married after that, you will get divorced again until you change, break the cycle. And she said, uh, I just got divorced. I said, yeah, and you're going to get married and you get divorced again. I said, why? Because you're attracted to someone that you can't tolerate. If you continue marrying the type of person you can't tolerate, you're going to get in trouble. I'll give you guys an example because it sounds like I'm saying a bunch of things here. Yeah. So, make it concrete. Yeah, make it concrete. Yes. So example, I'll tell you uh, one of the personality <clears> types. <throat> and by the way, we do them by color on Haftin is a Corel personality type. Coral personality type. I say Saint Coral. My daughters make fun of me because I said <laughs> so. Coral personality type. Yeah, and this is a personality type that is like Omar. Okay, like Omar Radulo An. Yeah, very tough. Says what's on his mind. Uh, he doesn't let anyone. He's he's in charge. He's a natural leader, right? Decisive, yep. mm-hmm. productive, efficient. That's an Omar. Now Abu Bakr will be like the more we use colors like the magenta personality type, who's more soft, very kind. Um, he is very team oriented work together he was the most generous of all the mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so they're very two very unique personality types and but yet they're both of the 10 who were told they will go into jannah right yep. so there is no right or wrong personality types right ali was different than uthman each were different so there's no right or wrong so the question is this what our personality type are you and how does islam impact that personality type and then we'll find out if the negatives that come which you can't tolerate so the more the apostle says there's four things you can marry somebody on now obviously i'm not gonna say the whole hadith but the last one he mentioned was regarding the deen and he said that is the best so mm-hmm. when we think about that muslims are like okay let me go find out if he prays if he fasts if most religious person yeah. yeah no look at what fasting does that weigh the most on the day of judgment on the scale no, no. does it is it salah no. we're gonna be asked about that first no what weighs the most heaviest on the scale on the day of judgment manners manners good character wow how many people are looking at the character and the manners of this person? And then it brings us back to this personality questions. We're asking them and find out what personality type they are 
And once we find out what color they are, let's see how dark or light that color is. The darker the color is, the worse you are, the lighter the color is. Because Omar was that same personality before and after Islam, but Islam shined that, made it beautiful, made that color beautiful. Mm. So someone, for example, let's make this concrete, someone who's confident, mm -hmm. that's a very good trait, correct? Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. He's like, Alhamdulillah. Bro. Okay. <laughs> what is the difference between confident and arrogant? An arrogant person doesn't make space for others. Okay. And but there's a fine line. You can, if you're very confident and you're arrogant, there's a line that you have to be very careful yeah. of, right? And what keeps you on the right track, that's Islam. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't have any Islam, what keeps you humble? Right? So yeah. that's the difference of when I was mentioning Islam can make something bright or dark. If you have, Got it. you get it? That makes sense. Okay. Similarly, a person who's very kind versus a person who's a pushover. Mm -hmm. you, how many times those kind people who are listening to this podcast right now, they're like, wow. I'm very nice to people, very kind. But and they I walk all over me. And they walk all over me. Yeah. And it's like, I need to stand up for myself. And then sometimes the, the non-Muslim version of this, oh, take care of you first. It's, it's not, now I'm taking to the other extreme. Yeah. Stop taking care of people. Stop caring about others. Take care of you. Self-love about yourself. Stop being kind to others. Be kind to yourself first. Take care of your oxygen mask before anybody else. Right? That's what they try to teach you. They try to use that same analogy on an airplane. You take care of your oxygen mask before you put on even mm -hmm. your child's oxygen mask. So in life, that's you got to put your life oxygen mask on first. Stop taking care of your children, your husband, you. Just take care of yourself. <laughs> How far is that going to take you? <laughs> Not very far. <laughs> so the mentality is that we go to outside of Islam for solutions, we're going to have problems. But when we go to Islam for solutions, we have the solutions, inshallah. Inshallah. See, that's, that's what I'm talking about. So now it comes back to tolerance. So certain personality traits, like the one I was telling you about, like, like the one that's like very soft and kindness, yeah. he can also be a pushover if he's like, if he doesn't have Dean. Mm -hmm. He can be people walking over them. He can be low confidence, indecisive. The other one could be arrogant. It could be bossy, know-it-all, narcissistic. All of the things that you can be before Islam <coughs> and after Islam, even though you're the same personality type. A person who's outgoing, social, whatever, he can also be very annoying. He can be pushing your buttons. <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? You know, people, hey, how's it going? It's like, oh, dude, can you just hold? Okay, just relax. Like 100 miles an hour, always joking around, taking the jokes too far, pushing buttons too much. You know, sometimes they say things that just, whatever, just make anyone laugh. But dude, okay, that's not cool, man. It's like the shock factor at that it's point. Exactly. Yeah, now yeah. you're just constantly trying to shock. Yeah. And then you, now, you're do, now you're not entertaining Muslims anymore. You're doing it at a different expense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you have the opposite of the introverts. They can be very... You know, it takes time for us to get to know people, but we can be cold-hearted. We can forgive. It takes much harder for them to forgive. They can hold grudges. Introverts do not let you into their world. They don't have thousands of friends. They have few, but they're very loyal to those friends. So for an introvert, it takes time to get to know them, right? They don't just open up to anybody. They don't make themselves vulnerable to anybody. They have like a, like a turtle. They have a shell. Mm -hmm. If they decide to let you in, unlike the extroverts who open up to everybody, they it takes time for them to like open that door up. And if you happen to hurt them somehow, it's harder for them to, to forgive you because they don't normally keep making themselves vulnerable. So if you make an introvert hurt, it's, it's, they will hold, they're more likely to hold a grudge against you than an extrovert who's much more social and mm -hmm. then they put themselves out there and they, people say something about them. Okay, whatever. I just brush it off because they have to be out there. They can't be grudges and be out there. But the problem with the extroverts, they're not very fair. <laughs> as much as the introverts are. So each of them have strengths and weaknesses. Now, if you're a good Muslim, you will, you will be fair. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert. Or you, wor you work against your shortcomings. Exactly. 
Yeah. So what I ask you is, what can you tolerate? So I give you four negative words, really bad words, heartless, uh, whatever, narcissistic, this and that, whatever, annoying. And I say, which one of these ones you cannot tolerate? Mm -hmm. Then I'll do it again, and I'll do it again, and I'll do it again. And then based on the words you give me, I can figure out which personality type will not work for you for sure. This is all part of the fit. Like, why am I doing all this work? I just want to get on the website and see exactly. some profiles and talk to some people. So any guy will quit this, right? When the guy quits his process, forget it. I'm not doing all this stuff. I'm out. And then let me go jump one of these dating apps. Exactly. So now that's your next filter. So any of these guys who were willing not to do this, next filter. Didn't talk to the Wally? Next filter. Next filter. And what you're going to do, take these hundred guys that are all interested in you, and now you have it down to two. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Wallahi, that's all you need. And then get down to two and then throw these questions at both brothers and filter them down like these hard ones. That Now you get to the hard questions. Mm. The ones I was talking about earlier. Throw these hard questions at them and see, like give me one thing that you've done to your parents that really hurt them. Yo, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> you, what kind of question is this? <laughs> Tell me one thing you've done in your life that really hurt your parents. There's no right or wrong answers to here. Eventually, the wrong answer is the answer. You hurt your parents. <laughs> yeah, we all have. We all have said something or hurtful. What's the hardest thing for you to follow in Islam and why? Mm. So now I'm taking these two down, down to the final one. And now this final one is most likely. Now, this is how you kind of get an idea of who I should talk to for marriage rather than talking to 100 people who are all interested in you because you look cute. Because men, that's what we look for. We are physically attracted, we're stimulated by our eyes. And the reality is, you're not going to always be cute. And you're not going to wake up this way. You're not going to have your makeup this way. And you're not going to always be this skinny. As soon as you have children, you will not look this way, right? Mm -hmm. And you have to have a husband that doesn't care just about your physical attraction. Here's a little secret that uh, sisters don't know. Sorry, I'm putting the guys on blast again. We have two lists men make. Women only have one list. When men are on a dating app, they have a list of what they're looking for in a girl. She has to have look like this and have a body like this and da da da. Now, if you're looking for a wife... It's different. It's different. You do want physical attraction, but it's no longer number one. It's number two. Still number two. Still high on the list. But number one is now personality. I need to be compatible with you. And then I need someone who's intelligent. That's number three, by the way. And number four is this. And you, you have all these things that men look for because I'm not looking for a girl to watch a movie with and go out to dinner. I'm looking for a mother of my children and a wife I'll spend the rest of my life with that I'm going to grow old with. Mm -hmm. Sisters don't have two lists. Sisters only have one list. They, didn't, they don't even know that men have two lists. I just revealed it. But so I just like, there's two lists. So when you are on a dating app, those guys are looking at you on list number one. Why? Because it's a dating app. What do you expect them to do? A date is a three-hour relationship. It was designed for people to go on a three-hour relationship. We Muslims can't take a structure that's designed for dating and apply it to Muslims. This is why speed dating doesn't work. So you're talking about all those events that happen at conferences are a joke. It's a joke. I've gone to them and I told them, you guys are a joke. Based in, in, in nice words, because they're Muslim <laughs> elders. You guys are basically... You guys are funny. <laughs> you guys, it's just a money make. I run events myself, but I don't do it like them. Yeah, I, I, tell, tell us, what, tell us what, what your process was for so, the events. Yeah, so a typical process for, for those who never got the enjoyment to go to one of these speed dating events, what they do is say, hey, come on down. We're going to have a, you can say that maybe some, some must just do this, by the way, too. Come down four o'clock Sunday. There's a, speed, there's a speed dating, halal speed dating event to come down to. They always put the halal to make it feel better, yeah, yeah. less guilty. So you come down to the event. <laughs> they have a 50 sisters sitting down at a table. Unfortunately, 80 sisters sitting down, 20 brothers. Why? It's open event. Anyone who wants to come wants to come, and more sisters want to get married than brothers. That's the reality of it. So now you have an 80-20 ratio. Now what, you're competing. 
Now you're competing, but what is 40, 50 sisters going to do while these other 20 are talking to 20 brothers? Then those other sisters are looking at their brothers like, just because they're brothers, the guy's like half my age. The other one's immature. The other guy looks like he came with the wrinkled clothes. <laughs> Does he know there's like a dress thing? Why is the guy wearing shorts at the masjid? <laughs> <laughs> so like, these guys have like no sense of self-awareness. Like, I've, actually, you guys are laughing, but I went to an event. The guy's wearing a polo shirt. And shorts. He didn't wear like basketball shorts to come to his knees. He wore soccer shorts. <laughs> I promise you, I'm not joking. I'm not trying to make you guys laugh. That's exactly what he came wow. for a matrimony event. While girls in dress in heels and makeup and all this other stuff. I'm like, wow, this is like two different. Do you guys are going at the same event? <laughs> two different people, two different mindsets. She's looking for marriage. He's like, oh, this is cool. He's like supply I'll, and demand. I got a soccer game <laughs> after this. <laughs> 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 if this doesn't work out, go both the buddies. <laughs> but anyways, like. They come to these matrimony events and then you, you play a game of speed dating. You talk to each person for three minutes each as a buzzer and you talk and you talk. What do you, you say in three minutes? Well, if, you're, if you're kind, you, you only have 90 seconds because you give her 90 seconds. Otherwise, you're talking the whole time. And she just says, so I'm like, and you just, blah, 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 and you're next. So that's, it doesn't work out. It's a joke. For non-Muslims, it works out because we're going on a three-hour relationship. We're going to watch a dinner and a movie. I just need to see if we have enough in common. We're good to go. You can't apply that to Muslims. So what we did is said, look, first of all, the public location is gone. No more public location. So our next event is in San Diego. We're not saying we're in San Diego. We just tell you the date, the city, the time. And if you're cool with that, if you get into the event, we'll tell you the location. What do you mean if you get into the event? So what happens is- I don't a, just sign you, up and I show up? No, two or 300 people apply for an event. Apply? Yes. You apply? Come you have on, to apply. Bro. So we ask you questions. We ask you, what's the oldest age of a sister you'll consider for marriage? Or brother you'll consider for marriage? Okay. What, would you, are you more conservative, more liberal? Are you more like, would you consider someone who's divorced? Would you consider someone with children? Would you, would you, would you, would you? After all of your questions, we determine if you think you're a good match for this event, not because we're choosing. We look at the brothers or the sisters' mm. answers, and let's say the consensus of all the sisters saying the oldest brother we all want some sisters said 33, some 37, one sister said 44, one other one said 42. 44 is a cutoff. So if you're so, above 44, you're not Which is me. It. I'm 47, 46 right now. So if I'm 46 years old, I can't go to my own event. And I, I didn't decide it. The sisters did. At the next event, which would be in Anaheim, now it's completely different. Now the sisters went up to 49 to ask. This, you can, we'll accept up to 49. So people are dictating who gets to come to the event, and that's how why 70% of people get rejected. Now, when the people come to the event, because we know exactly who's coming, we, have a, we accept an equal number of men and women, so you don't have to worry about the unbalanced ratio. We know the age, ages that are coming, so we don't have to worry about that awkwardness. Hey, you're older than my dad type of thing. So <laughs> any, of the, <laughs> any of the weird stuff, and now we already see the assignment per table, yeah. and now the next thing we do is completely different. Instead of having everyone ask everyone questions, which is super awkward, no one wants to send an interview for three hours, there's no questions. There's no speed dating. There's no awkwardness. We say, everyone, welcome to the event. Pick up your name badge. You pick up your name badge. It has a six-digit number on it. It's your half Dean ID number. It has your first name. Hafting. Hafting. So, and, you, and you put it on. <laughs> you put the lanyard on, on, and you have a thing on, and then you're walking around, and you sit down at your table. And if you sit down at your table... Uh, we will start the program. But while you're waiting, you scan the tablecloth. It has a QR code on the tablecloth. You scan it. It takes you to a secret website. It's not half Dean. I won't say it here, but it's a secret website you go to. And it all says, what's your secret pin? Everyone's secret pin is different. 
So you take your name badge, you flip it over, and very small print has a secret pin. You type that in into your phone, and everybody who's at this event shows up on your phone. Now, at the event, we're going to be doing some very unique activities that I've created where you guys are going to learn a chance to learn about each other. Anytime through these activities you find someone interesting, you can star them. And when you star them, there's no notification. If they happen to star you anytime throughout the event, by midnight at 12.01 a.m., you guys get a mutual match uh, email. This is rejection proof. So if you're interested in somebody and they're not interested in you, no go. Therefore, I don't have to ever get rejected at any event by anyone. <clears throat> so what are we doing at these events? We will do games and activities. So my name, Baba Ali, most people don't know. They think me from YouTube. But way before YouTube, the name came because I was a game inventor. I developed games, were sold around the world. Alhamdulillah, I sold out the games. And they were sold to Muslims and non-Muslims. I was a board game developer back in the days. So I was a game developer. And so now I said, let me create eight, nine, ten games, put them in a game box called the Haftin game box, open up the game box, and there's activities that you can do at the table. There's room activities. There's one-on-one activities. There's things that we were talking about earlier about sports. You're going to see if table one versus table number two, how are you going to act when table one beats them table number two? Is this guy too comfortable with the opposite gender? Is this guy competitive? Is he quiet? Is he a leader? Is he a follower? Is he sarcastic? Is he, how is he going to be in a stressful situation where he's being timed and he's playing against this group of people? Is he helpful? Is he team-oriented? Is he goal-oriented? What is he like? Is he cheating? I mean, what is this guy like? And you can see a lot of stuff that you will never see in an interview because some people are great at talking and some people are introverts and they're not necessarily the best talkers. They shouldn't get discounted for that. I want people to forget they're at a matrimonial event. I want you to play a spy game. You know how you guys play mafia and stuff like that? But I have a mini version of that, but not mafia, but you play at a table, no mm-hmm. elimination. How do people act in their communication skills? How do people act like this? How do they, so all of these games and activities that Baba Ali invented, you come and play all these games and see it. And then after the event is over, we'll see, did it work? And it was interesting enough, this November event, just two days ago, one, two people contacted me. One said, I'm coming from the UK. One said, I'm coming from Seattle. By the way, this is in Los Angeles. One has already booked his flight from Seattle. One has booked his flight from Vancouver. And two of these are men. So you can't get men at your local place to come. I'm getting people for coming from different country, different states. They're taking flights, hotels, and there's your next filter. Any man who's going to buy an international flight, who's going to rent a hotel. Get a car. Get a car. Uber it. Oh, my God. He's serious. Because our event's only 95 bucks. Add all the other fees, you're talking about easy eight, nine hundred bucks to yeah, get it's to a thousand dollars. Eight thousand bucks. So any man who's paying a thousand dollars to meet you to meet you is way more serious than swiping. And that's the whole idea. For any sisters and brothers looking to get married, look who's serious. And that's that's in a nutshell. Mashallah. You know, the amount of <laughs> amount like you, the amount of filters on in this. the beginning of this episode, you said uh, you just want people to get married. That's it. And you know what? At first, I was like, yeah, he's just saying that because you know, he got half DNA. He <laughs> wants people to sign up. But mashallah, the amount of work that goes into developing a game, not one game, you got 10 games in one night, a QR code, you're scared. That's app, that's app development on the on the thing. Like, that's that's a lot of energy. Mashallah, mashallah. I, what I'm working really, on right now, guys, is something that <sighs> I pitched. So there's a sister, I, I don't want to say too early yet, but I keep constantly thinking, what invention can I make next? What has no mashallah. one done? So I said, forget Muslims. I'm, I don't want to compete with Muslims because Muslims don't do anything. They just copy non-Muslims and change a letter. <laughs> so you say, oh, Minder, Tinder, this, that. We just change a letter. Okay, this Muslim, halal, just throw the halal in front of it and then we're good. That's our invention. Halal speed dating. Halal okay. speed dating. It's not speed dating. It's halal. It's, it's a whole new thing. What does it do? 
buttercup matrimony. Like, why don't you just yeah. put, put a? <laughs> I'm like, when can we? When we have all, we wow. said, we always talk about our history. We came up with algebra. We came up with the number zero. We have all these things. What are Muslims doing the last hundred years? So instead of us copying non-Muslims for everything, when are we going to start inventing things so non-Muslims start copying us? So I started thinking to myself, I'm in the marriage marriage uh, platform. What can I do that eHarmony isn't doing? Match.com is not doing. Tinder's not even doing. And I'm just a few people in this company working together. So I came up with my latest idea. And when I first pitched it, people think I'm crazy. And I kept pitching somebody else. And finally, I found somebody that says, we can actually did this. So I tell my developer, I'm working on this. Artificial intelligence to predict premarital advice for every single person you click on on the website. And in addition to that, automatically formulating questions that you asked when you guys looking to get married. So right now you're doing it manually. You're literally going through 150 questions, trying to see where you guys answer differently, we're the same. It will tell you exactly where you answer differently. It says, based on all your different answers, here's the marriage advice I would recommend. So the AI would take all this into consideration and spit out some, yeah. So there's a, there's a sister who works for, who did uh, certified for the Gottman Institute, which is the, for if you guys are not familiar with it, it is the premier brand for here for non-Muslims. I said, who gives the content to them? And I found out which sister works with them. I said, I want to get that sister on board. So I told her, whatever you're getting paid, even your hourly, I will pay you more. I want to match. I want to be the highest paid person who's paid you for anything. So whatever someone's paying you, I will pay you more. So it's around the 200 mark, $200 an hour mark. I'm paying her. Wow. I said, I don't care how many months it takes, how many weeks, I want to build this artificial intelligence space. I need every single possible. She said, this is going to take a while. I want every single how many, possible. How many points of data do you need to? Well, we have about 300 points of data, I think. we have for When, when someone signs up, it's about 300. Like, yeah, we have 150. I'm, I'm t- top of my head. I think we're close to 200 and 250, something like 250 points data. I'm t- top of my, I don't, don't quote me. I'm just yeah, doing science, math in my head. Gotcha. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. So okay. I want to be able to take every possible scenario as much as possible that's, that has value in marriage and come up with every possible advice based on what they click on. She said, this will take for a long time. I said, I don't care. I want to be able to then give premarital advice. In addition to that, give normal advice that we generally give everybody, no matter what your difference. And in addition to that, give the questions that people will need to ask once they get on the phone together. Give us, mm-hmm. give us one example. Give us, like, what, would, what would be an example of just looking at the data and be like, oh, here's some premarital advice that would be applicable to that. Such Someone says, okay, for example, um, we ask a question on Hafteen. Here's the one question on Hafteen we have is like, would you put your children in daycare after you have kids? No. Okay, you say no. <laughs> Let's say she says yes. If the husband says no and the wife says yes, what advice would you give them if you're sitting across from them in your premarital advice? Now, what if they both say, yes, we want to put our kids in? Yeah. Wouldn't you have some advice to still give them? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. your kids are getting indoctrinated in the system way yep. earlier. Yep. So here's some advice just so you guys are heads up. I'm saying you guys shouldn't shouldn't do it. I just want to let you guys know these are some consequences that may, be, may not even apply to you guys, but let you guys know. If you guys both, sometimes there'll be situations I have no advice to give you because you guys are both on the same page about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we both want our kids to be raised at home. Okay. Great. Great. Just so, remember so that- there is no question pumped out for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some okay. things question, some things not, some things definitely has a long information. And in addition to that, here's some questions you guys now need to talk about that other couples don't need to talk about mm-hmm. because you guys said yes to this and one said no. And then there's a difference if the man said yes- Versus the woman said yes, and she uh, when the opposite says no. I want every possible uh, scenario, yeah, and this yeah. takes a long time. 
And it, this is one of the features. The second feature I'm working on right now is actually right now, right now they're working on is I said, what if we come up, I want to prepare for the next pandemic. I want to come up with virtual events that have never been done before. Forget Zoom. Let's go above and beyond. This, I want to make Zoom look like 1999. It already looks like 1999. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying like, how can Muslims that are, let's say the pandemic is over. I want someone from Bakersfield, someone from Visalia, people from Fresno, here in Anaheim. Uh, I'm sorry, not, we're not in Anaheim right now, but Anaheim, Pasadena, different Muslims from different areas who can't travel to come to San Diego, but we can do an event together. And that doesn't mean just throw everyone on Zoom. That's not enough. I want something above and beyond that. VR. You know, something beyond that. Like, what if I create games that were digital mm-hmm. and those games were on your phone and they would be designed for people who are talking to each other via audio or video that you can see each other. And based on those games, you can kind of like figure out who's a good match for each other. And you will see, it will start calculating things based on the stuff that you guys are doing without you having to do too much thinking. It's like, hey, based on all the things we're doing so far, sister 162444 has answered every single thing that you've answered. She's actually on a t- different table right now than you. You haven't even seen her yet. You're like, who's 166444? I, mean, I need to go meet the sister. Because at the event, let's say on, on San Diego, the way we're doing it right now is when you see a sister on your, because I told you guys can see them all, you can actually click on a sister or brother at the event. It will immediately look at your profile versus their profile. It'll calculate the differences between you guys and what percentage most likely you'll be compatible. It'll predict what will make you amazing together, what type of challenges you have. And it'll have a whole full two-paragraph chemistry prediction. And then we do that right now. It's already implemented. It works right now. It'll be happening at the next event. So our last event, we had about 37% of people uh, that found a match. 37%? Yeah. That's we ca- really we- high. Oh, nope. We called it a failure. And the organizers, I told them, this is a failure for us because it's one of the lowest numbers we've ever had. What's your highest number? 48 people. I would say more than 60-something percent, 65% of the people that come to the event. MashaAllah. Every other person, more than every other person got married. Yeah, something like that. So uh, why isn't this uh, implement- the system implemented uh, every which way? <laughs> the reason why it doesn't get implemented because it's not as profitable as the speed dating. So speed dating makes a lot of money because, hey, come on in. We'll charge you $150 per person. $150? bucks. I've seen that. To sit for, for 80 girls and 20 dudes, one in shorts? You're paying to have access to a room, people looking to get married. Yeah. Well, how else are you going to get access to it? So even if the process sucks, how else am I going to meet 80 guys or 80 girls in a room together? That's what you're paying for. I guess... There's no food. There is no nothing. It's literally just chairs. There's no filter. There's no filter. And that's the whole problem. Imagine, guys, this was a job interview, and we had no CV or resume. The CV they called in the UK. Anyone would walk in. Anyone could walk in. That's a, that's a nice salary. Like, yeah. <laughs> so imagine if I was interviewing for you guys, and this was a job, yeah. and I was being interviewed, and I never give you guys a resume. And the next guy who comes doesn't have a resume. So What am I supposed to And I have three minutes to get to know if you're qualified? Yes. So what would you ask, what would you ask me? The, the only guys who oh, what would I add? <laughs> I'm gonna hire for your production well, oh, company. I, I'm gonna work with you guys. I wanna work on this podcast. So what would you guys ask me? Okay, tell us any experience. And then don't I get some questions to ask too? Because I want to see if I want to work with you guys. What's the salary? What's the benefits? You don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get emails either. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. We're like, I would want to ask too. You want to yeah. ask as well. And then they don't. 90 seconds. At the yeah. bare minimum, I think you guys should all have resumes that you're giving each other. CVs, resumes, something that each yeah, other Yeah, just can like see. quick. Like, they yeah. don't give you that. All you're doing is sitting across from someone trying to decide. And what do you have left with? The surface. There's only one group of people who can be really successful at that. 
the extreme extrovert, the one who's real suave, right? The, so, the sweet talker. But the right? guy is only going to be picking you on your beauty. And the guy's only going to be picking the girl on whether she's pretty or not. Exactly. So what so, there is, okay, let's say the girl's a 10, all the girl who's a 10 and 9s, they're getting all the attention. But there might be a sister who's a 7 or 8 who made the best wife of all these sisters. Because just because you're pretty doesn't, it's going to go very far. Yeah. So these are those things that we brothers constantly forget. We're looking at beauty, 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 right? If you love chicken, you eat chicken for breakfast, you eat chicken for lunch, chicken for dinner, chicken for midnight snack. Midnight snack. So chicken, chicken, chicken. After six months, it's just chicken. It's all chicken. Chick-fil-A, baby. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff, sisters. I think maybe since we're on the podcast, I'll throw something out there for you guys because if you guys get married, you guys should know this. What? Why do men make second wife jokes? Don't say it. Because <laughs> deep down, if there were no laws and no repercussions and no cultural taboo against it, they would do it. No. No, what? Then? Why would a man... Okay, let me ask you a question. Well, let's just match. Okay, I got to do an analogy again. For us, a marriage is almost like, from a male's perspective, it's almost like a job. You work eight hours a day, right? And then you have these benefits. You get a paycheck, right? Benefits could be love, companionship, intimacy, blah, 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 blah. Intimacy is one of the favorite things that men want to get married. Let's be honest here, all right? So that's part of the package of being married. You can't get intimacy without that. There's no French benefits without that, right? You don't get, so that's part of the package. I I love to get a job and get some, these options and these options. Okay, guys are so excited. Yeah, I'm married her for feelings. Yeah, whatever. So you want intimacy, okay? You know you don't get intimacy the halal way. This is the only way you can get it. Fine. I'll work eight hours a day. I'll do this. I'll provide. I'll protect this. I just want the intimacy. Okay, that's what you want. You get married. You do all this work and you get your paycheck and there's no paycheck. <laughs> so now you keep telling your first job, look, I need to go get a second job. <laughs> You're just thinking, I'm going to get a second job. I did the first one. Like, no, I didn't say you can have a second job. You, you have a conflict of interest that your work will tell you. You can't go get a second job that conflicts with this job. Plus, you can be exhausted and you're tired and we need you here. Yeah, but there's no, there's, literally, I'm getting no paycheck. I got no health benefits. There's no paycheck. And this, have you seen my salary? You can pay me in pennies. So, and then the girl's like, I don't, I, well, I don't feel like it. And this and that. And they go clash and whatever. The guy thinks the second, oh, let, me, let me first test the waters out. I don't can't say I'm gonna go get a second job. <laughs> Let me say a joke about a second a second job. It's just f- just tell my boss. It would be so funny for me working. Well, I got ten jobs now, two jobs. You don't have two jobs, do you? No, no. I was just <laughs> I was joking. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking until until what? Until you're you're not laughing anymore. And you're not joking, right? So I'm only joking <laughs> if it hurts your feelings. But if it didn't hurt your feelings, I'm not really joking anymore. And that's what men. They're testing the water. There's no wife has ever laughed at second wife jokes. So why do men think it's funny? They don't think it's funny. They're testing the waters. What the man is really saying is, I'm lacking intimacy. No man wants to go work 16 hours a day for another paycheck. If he has enough intimacy in the first relationship, it's not going to go get a second job. It's not worth it. It's not worth the headache and all the work that comes with it. The men who I know who are very successful who can get married to second wife don't want to. Because they know it, how, it, much, how work it much work it is to yeah. maintain the first one. And the ones who don't qualify want to. Because they're dumb. They don't, <laughs> they don't realize like you're... you're <laughs> like, Dude, if your first job is not paying because you're not doing the, the stuff you need to do, then the second job is going to be just as miserable too. They're not going to give you a paycheck either. Like, dude, you never come in. You're always calling sick and you're calling sick with the second job too. You do, you're basically do the same thing with the second wife you do with the first wife. Neither wife wants you. And then now you're talking about the third wife. Come on, you stop working. There's only so many hours in a day. 
So you really need to go back and talk to your wife and, and understand what's causing it. Yeah. Because something will trigger it and it doesn't want it because, hey, you keep talking about, for example, her weight. Now she's self-conscious about herself. There are certain things that you can say and hurt her feelings and then she's not going to forget those things and she needs closure on those things. You have to make her feel beautiful, make her feel amazing. Be, even when intimacy, do you, we're going to foreplay and all that stuff, do you doing any of those things? No. You're just rushing through it and you're just satisfying yourself and she's not happy. She's not going to... She's not, of course she's not interested. She has a, constantly has a headache. So you have to... Uh, these are things that we don't talk about. And I think we need to... And, so f- and the reason I'm only bringing this up right now is because since it's about the topic of marriage... All these guys talking about second wife, second wife. Trust me, if the first job paid really, really well, no one's looking for to work another eight hours a day. No man. See, all these guys are. The, you want to work eight hours? No, I'm mm-hmm. done. I am done. When I get off at five p.m., I'm not going to go start my next job at five thirty to midnight. Yeah. No thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time, I see my non-married friends make jokes about multiple wives, and I'm like, you have no idea. Yeah. That's a single t- single table yeah. at the weddings. Yeah. That's I go there for comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> when I get married, I tell my wife to do this, and my wife to that. <laughs> I mean, the popcorn. Keep telling. Keep talking. Keep talking. Subhanallah. <laughs> <laughs> Even with the sisters. They say they say the same silly stuff, but now they get married and you know they realize it's much more work. Yeah, yeah, subhanallah. But alhamdulillah, marriage is beautiful. I hope we those who are listening, we didn't discourage you. I'm hoping the bits and pieces of advice you guys will listen, inshallah, and hear it out because I my goal is not to keep you guys single. My goal is to help you guys get married. If you guys get married and stay married, that is the ultimate ultimate goal. And the advice I'm giving you is almost like a father giving his daughter or his son advice because I've seen so many divorces happen. I've seen so many people get married as well. And I want you to be among the people who are going to be successful. Everybody who got divorced didn't see it coming. No one thinks a 45% divorce rate is going to be me. But if you think about it, that's every other couple. Yeah, half the weddings you guys have been going to this pandemic will get divorced. That's pretty sad. That's statistics. Yeah, Yeah, statistics. statistics. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just saying what the numbers are. I think we can reverse it. What are some solutions, especially dealing with this? I mean, number, what, what's going on? Okay, number one thing. A lot of people marry people that they are, that, that's bad for them. I mean, some people marry people that are perfect for them and they'll still get divorced. So you may marry the wrong person and you'll get divorced and you marry the right person, Mr. Perfect, and you'll still get divorced mm-hmm. or Mrs. Perfect. The reason why is because you went into marriage with different expectations. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people get into marriage because they watch, watch what Instagram is. They see that, wow, I want, I want that. I want that. I want the husband who got me the roses. I want the wife who does this for me, this and this. They watch all the Instagram vision of what marriage is. What they don't show you on Instagram is the husband and wife fight and argue and do all these different things. So I, what I ask you is how many of your friends who've been divorced, did you see it coming? None. How many times have you guys been surprised that, hey, even people that are very close to you, but people from outside say, hey, brother, did you know brother X and sister Y is getting divorced? Like, what? They've been married for like all those years. Yeah, I never saw it coming. They looked so happy on their wedding day. Look, They were the so happy to get married. They, you know, like, yeah. So where, how did they get divorced? It's because behind closed doors, every single couple, including me and my wife, we argue, we, we fight, we have disagreements. There's days I go without talking with my wife, same with her. But we always get back. We know that when we went to marriage, it's going to be like this. Yeah. It's kind of like going to Hajj. Oh, I got the VIP package. Everything's going to go perfect for me. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> You're going to get there like, what's going on? Where's the line? There's no line. Yeah. <laughs> so you, it's, it's, a, it's a situation that you have to walk in to realize what marriage is life. And so the number one advice is get premarital advice. 
premarital counseling is almost like when you are want to, if you're going to one day learn to drive, you don't just give the keys to a 16-year-old teenager and say, here you go. You say, hey, take some lessons, see how the rules are, here's what to expect. The driver tells you, guides you through the whole steps and says, here you go. If you walk in with that, they show the statistics up to 90% of it, people go to premarital counseling, the number drops dramatically for divorce. 90% effective. Mm-hmm. The people who went through premarital counseling. Yeah. That's huge. Wow. Uh, but we won't spend it. Well, I don't need it. I'm good. I know my wife. She knows me. No. It doesn't hurt. You'll spend more money on the cake than you'll do premarital counseling. The most, most expensive premarital counseling you probably pay is 500 bucks. It's worth every single penny. Yeah. Definitely. And that's number one. Number two, come with realistic expectations. Learn to compromise. Compromise not on Dean. Compromise on Donya. Sisters, you guys want certain things in brothers. And sometimes if you want to go for all those check boxes, you're not going to get it. Like, for example, sisters will say, I need a brother who has a certain height. I need a person who has a certain amount of stability, uh, degree. I need he has to have financial stability to a certain amount of money. He needs to make, I mean, he makes six figures. He makes this, this, and this. You have all these check boxes. Just understand that he may have all this, but then you want, do you want the husband to be generous too? Oh, yeah, I want him to be generous as well because what's the point of having all this money if you're not generous with it? Okay, then you want him to be, also be kind. And you want him to be a good leader. And you want to do this. And you have 19 checkboxes. Where are these brothers who have 19 checkboxes? I don't know every brother. Everyone, okay, this guy has everything, but he doesn't have the height. This guy has everything, but he doesn't have this. This guy has everything. But as soon as you, you will never realize that because, oh, because he's not tall enough, I'm not going to even consider him because I'm not going to even talk to him because what if he's the guy who has the other 18 spots? So on the superficial things, people cross each other off. And this is for brothers as well. She's not pretty enough. So I won't, and I asked the same brother, hey, what if she has everything, but she's not like a 10 in beauty? She's like a seven. Well, yeah, if she has everything else, I'll take her. But no, you wouldn't. That's a lie. Because you won't even talk to the seven. That's what they tell you. But once they see the photo, then they're like, never mind. Yeah, yeah that's how they are. That's how so we, we will cross off people, both men yeah. and women, for their, for their superficial things. And while they can be the most amazing people. I know really, really good, amazing people that aren't married yet because they're losing one thing of the 19 things, just one. And no one will even consider them. They won't even speak to them because you're missing one. One brother may not be tall enough. I'm not going to speak to him for marriage. Is that fair? Some sister may be something, one small thing, no. And those are the unfortunate situations. Right? And, and a lot of people are going to end up, and I tell people, the reason why you guys are all single it's not because of shaitan. It's not because of culture. It's not even Instagram. It's not about social media. The number one reason that you're single is because of you. You're your own worst enemy. And as long as you continue to make these boundaries for yourself, these borders for yourself, you're making it 10 times more difficult. I didn't know where my other half was coming from. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put me and my wife in two different continents. She was born in Africa. I was born in Iran. Then I came to America and she went to London. So the UK and the US. Again, two new continents. We're going to school in two different continents. And then we met in two different ethnicities, two different backgrounds, two different skin colors. But we are like, wallahi, we're like newlyweds. 20 years of marriage. Mashallah. And I want people to have the same marriage I do and the same happiness I do. So we don't have the same interests right now. We don't watch the same shows. Maybe one or two max. Everything else, we have different views about so many different topics. The sports she likes, I don't like. She likes sports I like. She's like, that's oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We don't like to, she likes walking. I hate walking. She loves gardening. I hate gardening. But guess what I do? 
this on camera, great. But if hopefully she's not watching this, I pretend I like gardening. I get into it. So much so that my kids are convinced that I like gardening. I hate gardening. <laughs> but I'll say, hi, how are the sunflowers doing today? Oh, really? You know, I think we should add that mulch over there. She's really a good idea. And she's so into it because I make her happy. Let's add it. some gravel. Let's go to Home Depot. Let's buy some pots. What about this one? I, I do it all the time. I know she picks up the PS4 controller and she's like playing. Oh, let's play this, honey. I, I see her. You ever see people playing like oh, with the games like Halo, whatever, and they're sitting there in the corner and they're like running in the corner and they're just, you can see their screen. They're not even pressing. They don't understand what button they're pressing. That's my wife. Mashallah. But, perspective. Yeah, she's only playing because, you know, I enjoy games. So she's playing with me, even though she has no idea what she's doing. She's the person that's like spinning, like, okay, I can just shoot her dead anytime I want, but like, whatever, she's my wife. But I'm saying like, she, we compromise, and then when we fight, which we do, we realize there's a boundary we don't cross because of Islam. I will get mad at her, she gets mad at me, we say mean things to each other, but there's a certain meanness, I never curse at her, never say something about her family, but there's people who go outside those boundaries. People, there's Muslims who cheat on each other. There's Muslims who curse each other's mothers. And there's a line that they go that we shouldn't go. And what keeps us in check? That's the deen. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, why, I'm, that's why I'm like, when you guys are talking to each other for marriage, these are the things you're supposed to look for. So when you guys do get in a fight, not that you're not going to, you 100% will get in a fight. There's, you you will 100% get in a fight. Yeah. So there, that's there's mind. nothing you can do to not get in a fight. So you're hope, not the prophet. I hope people are taking note that a lot of what you're saying, a lot of the success of a marriage and going into it, you haven't actually, you've spoken very little about the marriage itself. Yeah. So much of it is going into it the right way, going yeah. into it with the right mentality, going into it with the right people around you. Go, it's just everything happens so early on. And then when you get to the marriage, because you've prepped, prep, 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 you're like, all right, I'm ready for whatever's about to come. Like a, someone for sports. They train, train, train. When the sport gets there, like, okay, I can actually run with people. Yeah. I taught my daughter to drive the same way. My daughter was driving on the freeway in the matter of like her eighth lesson, ninth lesson. And I have no people says my wife, somebody else is telling his wife hasn't driven on the freeway for 10 years. <laughs> I said, my drive, my eighth, ninth, 10th lesson, we're on the freeway. What? She barely knows how to drive. I said, trust me. She's going through the extreme version of driving. So I start her off at the very beginning and say, okay, it says like when we start driving, she gets a little bit of hang of it. Okay, go down the street. But there's construction going on. Exactly. And there's a car going in reverse. Let's go that way. Mm-hmm. Every hard situation, I will make sure she goes to the hard. If there's a possibility of doing something hard, I will make sure she has a hard. And now I told her after all of this training, there's nothing that's going to surprise you. Mm-hmm. Right, so I want to try to get you distracted. If I if I can, I could make the music loud. Da, 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 da. Do all kinds of crazy stuff that your friends will be doing in the car. See how you drive now. I haven't done that with her yet, but I'm like, those are kind of crazy stuff. I would put her through an obstacle course to see how you do. Because then when you drive by yourself, like this is so easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have my dad here, <laughs> my crazy dad. And that's why I'm trying to prepare you guys for marriage. Do the opposite of say, hey. Every driving experience will be great. Everyone's <laughs> going to drive fantastic. Everyone's going, hello, sir. How are you doing today? No, please, after you. No, please, cut, out, cut in front of me. No, please. That's not real driving. In LA, hell no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's a war out there. Exactly. I won't prepare for a war. Now my daughter has her helmet on. She has ready. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yes, inshallah, for, as you're saying, to prepare them for that. That journey of getting married, inshallah. I want them to be successful. And the only way you can do is be to be honest with them, inshallah. How do we sign up for, well, not we, but the be careful be viewer, careful. you know, how do they sign up for your uh, in-person events? Do you have to be a half dean member? Yes. And the reason why is because- Another filter. It's another filter. <laughs> it's because I want you to, I don't want you to prematurely choose someone because he looks handsome or she looks pretty. 
I want you to be able to go through his profile, look at all his questions, see where you guys are aligned, where you guys are different. The goal isn't to guess 100 matches at this event. I want quality. Look at all these things and then click on star. Yeah, two, three, three matches is probably more than enough. Yeah, yeah. I just want you to find, hopefully maybe have one. Yeah. And that's why I tell sisters, I said, sometimes sisters, for those who are listening, feel discouraged sometimes because I talk to all these guys, it doesn't work out. Talk to this, it doesn't work out. Well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Why? Because you want to marry all these guys. All you need to marry is one. Sometimes you have to go and dig and dig and dig through all this to find that golden nugget. But you have to go through a lot of mud and rocks until you find it. So instead of doing that, just do the questions. <laughs> and the algorithm will do the work you for know, you. you know what? <laughs> so, sorry. One thing is I always tell sisters, like, okay, what should I do? Should I ask them the 158 questions you ask? I say, if, if you see how you just laughed right now, go to a brother and say, I have 158 questions to ask you. I also need you to take a personality test, a tolerance test, a this and this and this. I also choose from 100 interests. I need you to do this and watch how fast a man can run. He will literally and run you away want to talk to my Wally? No. <laughs> no. I want to talk to you. Men will run. Says, well, Bob Ali, how do you get men to do it? The way I get to do it is by two ways. One, I give men an incentive. I know men, if you tell them an incentive, men love games. We love to get level one to level two to level three, level four, level five. What happens when you win the game? You win nothing. So with half our dean, I say, half dean, what I do is I tell people, I say, hey, every time you answer a quiz question, a quiz test, I will level you up and you'll see people who have levels until you get to level 21. Once you get to level 21, you get a prize. What's your prize? You show up on search, top of search results. Mm. See, that's an incentive. Okay, fine, I'll answer these questions. <laughs> I get to show up on t- girls' tops of search. Yep, and the girls like that too because they don't want profiles that have no data in it. Remember what I was telling you earlier? Information. The t- they want information. Give me the details. I want this completed. I want this completed. I want to look at the profiles that have everything completed. Not, we'll tell you later. Yeah. Uh, I like good Muslim sister, period. That's it. <laughs> like, oh, who doesn't want a good Muslim sister? So <laughs> sisters don't care about those profiles. They want the best of the best. So guess what? It wins for both sides. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the main thing. That's how I do it. Number two I do is I tell brothers, hey, what if I told you you only have to answer all these questions just once? Brother's like, okay, fine. Just once? Yeah. So instead of telling the same, every single sister, every mm-hmm. single answer to every single question, yeah. just go look at my profile. That's why, hey, here's my six-digit number on my name badge. Just type it in if you want to see what I'm like without having to ask me every single time. Because even if you're at a speed dating event, it's very likely you'll be asking the same question from sister to sister to sister. But I just said it. Well, I didn't hear you. But every single sister is asking me the same question. What's the role of the wife or role of the husband? And by the time you say it for the 37th time, for the last 90 minutes, you sound like you're so disinterested in yeah. your sister. Mm. And that's not fair to her. And that's not a true reflection of what you think about her. You're just tired and sick and tired of answering the same questions. And this, what does that do? Like, I want to spend time to get to know you, your personality, not just answer questions. And that's why the speed dating is garbage. It doesn't work, and it's just, it's just pure profit, which I understand why they do it, but it's garbage. And I've, I, by the way, I'm open to people. I tell people, I will show you how to do this. And you can make money off of it. And tell people that if you do it right, when it's successful, people will come to you. You don't have to sell it anymore. Mm. there's a big difference between a product that is sold and a product that is bought. And this product is bought. Otherwise, how, why would a guy from Vancouver take a flight? Sister from the UK contact me and say, we're coming to San Diego. I mean, that's 25% of our audience travels. That's unheard of for any matrimonial event. Of course, mass, ISNA, RS, because that's a conference. But take they're the not, conference they're away. Not, they're not coming for the... If there's no conference, they're not coming for the matrimonial. Event. Exactly. So remove the yeah. conference and see how many people travel to come down to whatever city you're doing in this. Speed way. dating, no. It doesn't work. This, oh, it's, I call it uh, theme park food. 
When you go to a theme park, no one goes and eats the food for the theme park. You're only there. Be- you're only eating the food because there's no other choice. Yeah, that's the only reason you're doing the spe- matrimonial thing at the conference. If you had the option I'm giving you, or speed dating, where there's balance number. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that's what you're gonna swipe right. <laughs> no, I'm saying your option. Not, I'm not, not swiping. I'm not, that's exactly. I will swipe right. So oh, okay. I'm telling the Islamic conferences, you don't have to bring me to do it. I will show you how to do it, so you guys do your own. You're system. giving them the model. I'm giving them model. I'm showing them they don't even want it because my model doesn't make them as much money as their model does. Because they're literally telling someone, no thanks. Yeah. Bro, look at the math real quick. So you guys have math statistics. I'm going to give you guys numbers. Let's say you charge 150 bucks. I don't know what We're engineers. Each that's why we... Yeah. yeah so if you charge 150 bucks and I don't know what each conference charges. So this is still a random number. It's still 150. And you have 100 people on Saturday and 100 people on Sunday because they do both days. How much money is that? 150 mm-hmm. times 100. That's 15K. 15K plus 15K. That's 30K. How much does it cost for us to do this event? You start talking to organizers. Well, we need 50 chairs and 50 chairs, 100 chairs. What else? You want to get some water, some snacks? <laughs> how much money are we making? 30K? Dude, how many more of these can we do? Which part of the Islamic conference are we going to make this much money? Not even the conference. <laughs> Nobody. Not even the conference makes pure profit. Because you got to pay speakers and all because, that. Yeah, because these are oh, empty yeah. rooms and you don't need nothing in. So all you need is they chairs. You literally need a room with some chairs. and You can do it almost literally at any masjid. You can do it in a parking lot of masjids. You can do it in a parking lot, yeah. You can literally it's do a money-making machine. And I'm coming in, I'm challenging this model because I'm saying, I don't care about your profit. There's nothing wrong with making profit. I'm just saying the model doesn't work. Yeah. When a girl who's 47 years old, and the guy's 31 or 18 or 19. What the hell she, are they doing talking to each other? That's a waste of time. And I'll, let's be honest. This is nothing for honest people out there who are listening. This is what we do. When men or women get into, I don't know how women are, so I can't speak in their behalf. When men walk into a room at a matrimonial event, we're looking around, maybe three sisters I'll talk to. I'm interested. Maybe four. That's it. They've already decided. So the rest of the time, and I'm doing the speed dating thing, that means the majority of the percentages of the time, I'm not interested in these people. I'm just giving you what you want to hear. Okay, yeah, uh-huh, I'm not even interested. There was a brother telling me, I think it was a brother saying that at a matrimonial event, when it's got to his turn, or he was talking about, or maybe somebody else's turn, he saw the sister wouldn't even speak to him. She just did this with her phone the whole time. Dang. She didn't want to talk to him. She refused. Not my type. No, I'm not going to pretend I'm interested. <laughs> I don't get the energy to pretend that I'm interested in you. I got 50 people to talk to every three minutes. I'll take a three minute break. At least she's on. Pass. <laughs> At least she's on. And imagine the guy that goes, Salam alaikum. That's brutal. That's brutal. And this is, for me, by the way, and when I see people like this, that shows me, that's your test right there. That shows me who you really are. Remember we were talking about money doesn't, corrupt people exposes you. This just exposed you. It shows me who you really are. Because even if you really want to see someone's character, look at the most insignificant person in their life and how they treat them. That guy she was never going to see again. Yeah. Look at the person, how he treats a, a maid or a person who's like a, parks his car or someone's completely insignificant to that person. The, the person who waits the tables, the bus boy, forget the person waiter, the bus boy who no one tips, cleaning the table. How do you treat that person says a lot about your character. And these are small things that we sometimes, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. A common mistake sisters do is like, you know what? He'll change. Inshallah, he'll make do all. He'll, he'll never change. change. He won't change. Don't go in with the assumption you'll change. Yeah, sisters, don't go in with the attitude I'm going to be a fixer. You can't. Same with the guy. Yeah. Same, yeah. You know what? She doesn't wear hijab, but once she marries me, I'll tell her now that I know you're a Victoria's Secret model, but now you're wearing hijab. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, she may wear it, but not because of you. Yeah, she I can't even wear it. You, it's yeah. like the hijab will come to here. It's like, yeah. okay, just keep sliding and sliding until everything <laughs> starts sliding. What's going on here? <laughs> it's like, you can't, don't force her to be something she is not. Just because now she's my wife. I'll give you the last piece of advice, inshallah, when we're done here, inshallah. Because inshallah. I've spoken way too long. No, no, no. There is a... Um, there's a common mistake that a lot of people make, and this is the biggest tip I think you guys should hear for the people looking to get married. Watch how someone interacts with the opposite gender. It tells you a lot about them. Because what happens is, I'll do this activity at, at Hafardin. We do one of our activities. So yeah. Activities and games. I have a room activity I do. So I say, everyone get up. I know you've been activities at our tables. You're doing one-on-one. I want everyone to get up. I want to make a single file line. I'm going to literally stand on a chair. Have everyone face me. I'm going to ask you guys some questions. And I ask you questions, are you more fair or forgiving? If you're more fair, take two steps to the left. If you're more forgiving, two steps to the right. They'll split. Then I'll ask another question, another question. And then I'll start getting some, then I'll start getting some tough, tough questions. I'll say, can men and women be just friends? If you think yes, go left. If you think no, go right. And they split, right? Majority say yes. Come Majority back, say really? yes? Oh, about 80 to 90% of our generation right now say yes. Oh, no way. Oh my yeah. goodness. 80 to 90%. Now come back to the middle. It gets worse. Go uh, split. <laughs> Okay. And by the way, I never push my opinions or my Islamic views. I'm not, I'm only here to assess what the situation, yeah. so you guys can see each other. Yeah, you're a facilitator. Yes, you're exactly. A statistician, man, just in numbers. <laughs> can you be best friends? Ooh, no now, way. More sisters. Uh, yeah, girls. I believe that they say yeah. Okay, but guys, a lot of guys. No, no, no. You can't be best friends. Okay, back to the middle. What if you're married? I'm married, and my best friend is opposite gender. Hell. Now, it's, again, so a, a, lot, a lot of people, 70, 80% say no, still 20% say yes. Okay, back to the middle. Now, what I do is I get the microphone and I ask someone from this side, why do you guys say no? And you're like, why did you say hell no? And he said, blah, blah, blah. It's okay. Now, why do you say no? Well, if you trust your husband and wife, this is where your trust can come in. <laughs> 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 now, now, come back to the middle. Can you do this? I keep going further and further. My goal is to get everyone on this side. And my, eventually, I'm trying to get deeper and deeper to see where, at what point is it, no, no, no. And usually, like, I'll ask, I was in Australia doing this activity, and I asked, what if she's prettier than you? Every single sister moved to the other side. Oh. Because the only sisters left at one point. They all moved over. So, no, that's the deal breaker. If she's more attractive than I am, that's not going to work. I, even though all the trust and everything, no way. that goes out the way. That I was like, <laughs> okay, it's funny because you guys are laughing, but there's some truth in it. So, yeah. they came back to me and said, okay, now I want to give I know that's a deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> so, I ask you guys a question. What if the guy you're interested in at this event went no at the beginning and you went, or the sister went no at the beginning and the guy went no at like question number seven? This tells you your understanding of gender relations is very different. And these are going to be some problems when some girl is texting you at 11.30 p.m. and your coworkers say, hey, what's up? Are you still awake? And your wife's like, who's texting you? Oh, it's Melissa from work. Oh, is it work? No, she's asking if I'm still awake. I that, said, yeah. That's not the kind of text you should be. Exactly. Doing. What was something good on Netflix? I watch. I'm bored by myself right w-y-d. now. W Y D. Exactly. So I was like, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> so it's kind of like then you start. Why is she texting you? Nothing. She's just a friend. And well, you and you can't not tell them not to have friends because you have friends, and you can't say, oh, you can't be with opposite gender because you. We went on dates. Was we were alone. We didn't do anything. So what's wrong with us going to work together, having lunch together, or going to a movie afterwards? We're just friends. Even though we're our best friends, we're just friends. So it's kind of like you can't say it's <clears throat> haram or halal because we went on movies before we got married. Yeah. So why was now something haram 
or how, because your rules of what you think is okay is different than what I think it's okay. And since neither of us are using Islam as a reference, it's you versus me. And now you're like, no, no, the rules are different now because we're married. Well, based on your fiqh of you mm. or the fiqh of me, uh, we're all following our own rules. And yeah. I don't need to follow your rules. I follow my rules. And that's where the conflict happens. This happens with finances, relationships, everything. And this, when we don't put Islam as a reference point, everything falls apart. So you have personality that matches. You have the questions that matches. We're both attracted to each other. Da, 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 da. But no Islam, no reference point. Each one follows their own rules. And when things, people change. Ask each of you, five years ago, do you follow the exact same opinions you follow right now? For sure now. Okay. So th- these people will change. So if you, your opinions constantly change, I'm supposed to change with you? Yes. Hopefully. And that's the problem. Well, I know maybe you can't give your Islamic opinion because you're a facilitator. But this is a Muslim men's podcast, and we definitely do. Give <laughs> the answer our is no, obviously. <laughs> the answer is no to a lot of this stuff. If you're over here, like mushy, mushy gender relations, what are you doing? You know, like this is the path to fornication. That's like the first step. The first step is the look, yep. right? Then this like wishy washy interaction. That's how you. That's how Wait, we you need know. to get Sheikh Farhan, the dean of the IOK Seminary. He he's going off on it, and we'll, Did, we'll get him can, on. Can, can you say one of the stories that <laughs> so you, he, he was saying? He knew of a couple. They were friends neighbors with each other and then the husband and wife of opposite households you know uh foreign we're cheating on cheating each, on each other. other yeah i've heard so, worse you've heard worse far first yeah i mean that's probably <laughs> the thing is i hang out with a lot of sheikhs i hang out with different people one day i was with the sheikh and uh i was traveling i've traveled with many many sheikhs and talk conversations i i get to know a lot of sheikhs and people you guys know famous people you guys know and i don't know them i've never been to any of their classes i've uh, and started listening to the, some of their lectures after I became friends with them. Oh, by the way, you're a sheikh and stuff. But they're famous. Like, you have millions of people and stuff like that. But um, so what I, I just like. You're so popular. You're too no, popular. No, no, I know. <laughs> because I do stand Let me tell you why. I do stand up comedy. They do the fundraising. They're doing the inspirational, motivational talk. And we're in the green room together. Oh. Hey, you're Baba Ali. My kids watch your show. And this and that. So we see each gotcha. other again in a different Islamic mm-hmm. event. This and that. This and, that. and then we become friends. We become very close friends. So he's obviously not going to watch some stand-up comedy. No. I'm not listening in my talk. So what happens is we become closer and closer friends, and we hang out with each other. Yeah. But we're not like the sheikh uh, student relationship. We're like, hey, you want to play video games? Like, have brother sheikh will come to my house, and then we'll play virtual reality and video games with me. A famous sheikh people know. <laughs> it's just like different people. It's just people have come to my house that you guys all know. I don't want to mention people by name. That's but, okay. Don't. It's, don't, it's don't. A, but just you will see a completely different side of yeah. them. Completely different side. I agree. So, and then they say, one of them told me, I feel very comfortable with you because I don't have to be the sheikh. I can just be me. So anyways, with different people, different things. One day I was traveling with somebody because I was touring with this person and I asked them a question. I asked them a question like, I actually woke up at night because we're traveling at night and I woke up and like all the lights are off in this airplane except for his lights on. Very few lights are on. Yeah. And he's reading the Quran. So I was asking him, say, sheikh, can I ask you a question? So yeah. Because I thought I couldn't fall asleep or something. I said, "Have you ever get shocked, like, like by like someone tells you like some type of fiqh question they ask you, or I'm doing this with my husband, I'm doing this with my wife, and this and that? Has ever shocked you?" He's like, "No." I, those days, like, <laughs> there's nothing you can say to me that will shock me. Anyway. The only shukhar jaded. If you had talked to them, they're all jaded. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't like nothing really. It's just, just such, it's very 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 rare for me to hear something I've never heard before. Wow. And I was like, "Can you give me one?" Okay, I'll tell you something just recently happened. I think this happened yesterday or a week ago. Uh-huh. So he was like, a couple came to me and they said, oh, we went to 
someone's house and they invited us. Oh, no. <laughs> I already yet. know where it's going. <laughs> we went invited us to someone's house to come have uh, dinner. Swingers. So we went there. Yeah. We went to there. <laughs> and there's all these couples that were there. It's a Muslim. So I was there. And then what happened, we saw a husband and wife get up and they leave. And another husband and wife get up and leave. And husband and wife leave. And then we quickly realized that we're at a swingers Muslim thing. Oh, they were all Muslim. I, like maybe I like, don't know. To be honest, I don't know. So don't take, I don't, I don't know. know if all Muslim what the situation was, but. But Muslims were there. But the point <laughs> is that the Muslim is there and it's like, imagine, I just want to imagine for a second. Pretend it's you and your wife and you're sitting there and then you realize what's going on, right? Oh. And, and then you're like, honey, we got to go. No, no, they're serving food. No, we got to go right now. You can't be rude. No, we got to go right now. Just imagine that like, you're just saying, saying wow. we're leaving right now. And like, how do you get out of this situation because you just realize what's going on? And these are things we never think. There's another, I, I, did, I did a podcast where I brought in uh, famous people, uh, different people, like Yasser Ghadi will come in and say, I told him, do a talk that you would never do in any event. So he'll do like, okay, no khutbahs about it, nothing. So it's okay, I'll talk about how the process, um, how the, what kind of jokes the Sahabas did with each other. So he's a very serious person, and the whole thing is about joking. Then I brought in like Omar Reagan. I don't want you to do stand-up comedy. Do you talk about something you would never talk about before? Like in anywhere, in any platform. So he would do something completely different that's not to do with comedy. Somebody else. And I brought in a family therapist, and I said, talk about a subject that you would not talk about in a normal setup that most Muslims don't know about. He says the number of practicing Muslims who are practicing, who are doing infidelity. People who are both going to Fajr at the masjid and they're sleeping with different people. So it's not like, okay, no, they're Muslim, secular, very liberal. They're both going to Fajr. I don't go to Fajr with my wife at the masjid. So way higher than me, it's like, how do you, they end up in a hotel with the girls in a hotel with a guy and the husband with this also. How does that happen? I ask these questions. And I'm not a guy, as you guys can tell in this podcast, that stays quiet. She's answering things. And I'm like, there's literally silence in my podcast and I don't know what to say next. And it shocks me. And the reason why it shocks me is because I'm not a family therapist, so I don't hear this stuff. And just like the imam, he hears stuff that you guys don't hear. Yeah. But if you really want to see, put a, figure out, put a pulse on something, how bad the situation of something is. The divorce rate. Divorce rate. What is really going on behind closed doors? And I think all of these are consequences of our own actions when we start taking un-Islamic concepts into our marriages and say, okay, let's just start off from the very beginning of let's just date. From this, the starting. From the very start, there's no baraka in this. And now you're giving the green light of the relationship between men and women. I, I, I say things that people say, Ali, you sound so strange. You, you're the only, I've, I've confirmed I am the only Muslim who says this that runs a matrimonial site. I tell people, go join my competition. Don't just join Haftin. Go join my competition. Everybody who's doing a matrimonial site, go join them. In fact, I go above and beyond that. If I was single right now, even though I'm running half Hafardin with my partner, I would actually go join the, my competition and put my profile on the other website, which sounds really strange. right? It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, Hamza Yusuf signing up for a maghrib <laughs> and this is like, you know what I mean? It's like Yasser Ghadi signing up for Baina Institute, Nomad Khan going to Zaytuna and signing up a class over there. It sounds like so strange. Like, what? Uh, it's a, it'll blow your mind. What's going on? My brain starts to hurt. And like, why would you do that? Because I tell people, if you're sincerely looking to get married, I don't know where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put your other half. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm sincere and I really want you guys to get married, it doesn't mean that I want you to get married under my platform. It, if I'm sincere, I would tell you to join every platform. I want you to put your resume on every job site not just mine, 
Because what if the other company you're looking for is actually on the other site? What if they join my website five months from now? Maybe they join that website 10 months from now. I want well, you guys I mean, to get married. So that's the difference between me. And that's why I try to say, as I said, I'm the only most natural millennial site person that tells people to do this because that's how I really do care about you guys getting married. So, and you know what, what's funny is I still remember in our MSA, we had a sheikh come and give a talk and um, he saw like the MSA was too lovey-dovey with each other. You can just say who it is. He doesn't care. Yeah, Sheikh that, Adin. That's Sheikh not the point. Yeah, he was on the first podcast and he, he talked about marriage a bit too. Yeah. And, but he, he's like, we're sitting there, right? We're having dinner and I was kind of seated closer to him. He just looks at me and goes, I'm the sheikh. If I don't stand up and say something, you know, they're going to think the sheikh's okay with this. <laughs> So he gets up all of a sudden and then he dresses, the rest of them weren't like, didn't hear that like comment, right? And then all of a sudden becomes like strict sheikh mode and telling him like this, this, that, divorce rate, that, whatever else. But really what he said at the end of it all, he said, you, people think you need to be dating for one, two, three years. What is this nonsense? I knew my, I saw my wife six times and even that was too many times. All I needed to see her was like three and I was like, yeah, this will work and we've been married ever since. And at the time you're like, this is crazy. This is old fashioned nonsense. This, this never works today. But he's right. The older you get, the more experience you get, you realize you really don't need to talk to someone that long. No. Nope. If you if you have a profile like this, you definitely don't got to talk that long. Most of the stuff's already, 99% of the stuff's already <laughs> checked out. It's like, all right, well, it sounds like everything's compatible. I just need to hear your voice. <laughs> yes. It sounds like. That's what I did with my wife. I asked her a whole bunch of questions and I said, okay, where do you live? She's Obviously, I knew she lived in the UK, so I'm coming down to the UK. But before I went, I had my female cousin go meet her. Okay. So I said, just like guys can see through guys, Girls can see stuff maybe I don't see. Yeah. So I said, okay, can you go meet her? So we went and had tea together. And my cousin, female cousin contacted me back, says, she's good, Ali. You should fly down and meet her. So I flew down and I met her and I was super nervous. And I went down just to meet her. Okay. So I've been, this is the first time actually going and approaching a sister for marriage of like all this kind of yeah, stuff yeah. for this. So I don't know what to do. It's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah. And I said, if I don't, nothing works out. I'm making my trip to the UK. I'll, I'm going to document it with my little handheld camera. This is before iPhone days. And I'm going to film it for my friends to show them what the UK looks like. None of my friends have been to the UK. So I film it. and First I'm, vlogger. Yeah, first vlogger. So I, this is 2001. <laughs> wow, yeah, pre-YouTube. Yeah, yeah, pre-YouTube. Five years before even the iPhone came out. Right? So I take the, I, I meet her on a park bench. I have a nice hollow gap between me and her. And I'm standing. She's sitting. And um, in, in the first 20 minutes, I knew she was the one. I, that's all I, I just need to see if there's that connection I can tell inst- everything else has been talking yeah. now I just need to see her within 20 minutes I, I knew she was one but I didn't know what to do next <laughs> so I was like I, I, I didn't plan out to this part so I put my hand into the bag this was all unplanned and I take out my ca- handheld camera and she's like what are you doing I said just in case this works out one day we might have kids and they're going to say how'd you meet mama and I start filming from that moment to the time I married her which happened to be nine days later I filmed it you all. You married her nine days later? Nine days later. We decided to get married the following day. So nine days later, we, we decided we had, we had no, I didn't even have the mahar money with me. I didn't have wedding clothes. I had nothing because I only went to meet her. But I didn't think it was going to take off like that. So nine days later, we get married. I filmed it everything from the time I met her to the Wali, speaking to the Wali, to seeing each other in person, to the, to where the proposal actually happened on camera. All of that to the day of the wedding, we're sitting on the floor, we actually sat on the floor, very humble, simple wedding, uh, got married. It made it to a two-hour documentary. And I made it to a legit, to my, I made a DVD case. I wrote the back of the DVD case with just like you do, when Ali met so-and-so, da 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 So I put it all together and gave it to her as DVD five years after marriage as a surprise. Guess what my wife's response was? 
That's nice. I'll watch it later. So what, do you want chicken or beef for dinner tonight? I said, are you serious? Yeah. Do you want chicken or beef? I just made this a document. I know. I'll watch it later. Do you want chicken or beef? Because I'm cooking, I'm defrosting stuff. And if you don't tell me late, that's my wife, by the way. I said, you're the hardest person in the world to impress. Are you kidding me? I, I, I made her candy bars. I made this. And said, okay, that's nice. So I do all kinds of stuff out of my way to make her impressed. But alhamdulillah, she really humbles me and brings me down to earth. Mashallah. Mashallah. Yeah, and that's Mashallah. why I love her. But just so people know that that's not an anomaly, like so to speak. If you do all the prep work that you did going into that, then marrying nine days later is actually it's like, well, yeah, why did you even need nine days? Like, I didn't if, you're, nine if you're already married, you want to say next day, then hypothetically you could get married 24 hours later. It's yeah. not that hard. But you have to yeah. filter all those filters exactly. before. Exactly. The, the, the challenge is when you're only using dating apps, you're not filtering anything. Exactly. And for brothers, this need, means that you need to know yourself a little bit. Yes. You need to be able to answer these questions as well as you ask them. So, yeah, do some introspection. Find out what you really care about. Find out who you really are. A lot of us, you may not know who you are if you spend all your time on social media, hanging out with people, constant blah, 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 blah. And you never, you're never with yourself. You don't really know how you are. So the faster you figure that out and you talk to somebody and you get legit, you know, straight away, then, I mean, I know a guy, he met his wife. After the third time, he knew she was the one. Like, that's, he's my age. Yeah. Like, around our age, you know? It's not a, yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Was there any last piece of advice you want to give before we conclude? Yeah, this? The, the last thing I'll mention is, if you guys want to make yourselves, like, very attractive, work on three things. Bismillah. Work, there's a three things if you break it down. You work on yourself physically. Right, that's the physical aspect of it. Yes, take care of yourself, eat healthy, take care of yourself, eat, uh, exercise. Then the second thing is your mental, your mental health. Right, you need to really understand how the opposite gender functions, how she communicates, how he or she communicates, how they deal with stress. We're very, very different. Don't assume that the opposite gender wants what you want. Men, when we get stressed, we want to be left alone. Women don't want to be left necessarily left alone. When they get stressed, they need to process that stress and they need to speak about it. That doesn't mean you solve problems, you listen. Just let her, let her vent. And she, unlike us, we internalize, we just want to be left alone. She externalizes it and she speaks all her thoughts outside and then she feels 10 times better because she got all that stuff out of her head. Mm-hmm. We're the opposite. If we're left by ourselves, we analyze and if we can't solve it, then we come to you, right? But women don't understand that. We say, hey, if he's keeping it bottled up, then that's really hurting him. So I need him to show his emotions, show your emotional range, cry a little bit because she's thinking that what will make her feel better. If she keeps things bottled up, it'll tear her up inside. It will really bother her. Men are okay. If I can't figure it out, I'll really go ask a brother first because men understand men better. And if I can't, and men, as soon as I ask a man a question, guess what he's going to do? He's going to solve my problem. That's, and men feel great about being problem solvers. Women don't understand the same way. So that's why when women come and say uh, their problems to us, we are trying to resolve their problems. They're like, you're interrupting. Interrupting what? Their process of thinking it out loud. So they want you to stay quiet and just do this. Oh, tell me how that makes you feel. So they want you to empathize, sympathize, feel. So you don't know any of this stuff until you get married. And some of us figure it out. Some of us don't figure it out until we get divorced. And then we figure it out the second marriage. Don't go through the hard way. So read these books about the opposite gender, and that's where you get yourself mentally prepared, inshallah. Then the finally, last but not least, your, your deen, your connection between Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You want your condition to change, but Allah's not going to change the condition of people until they change within themselves. So as much as you keep making dua for, oh, Allah, bring me this, bring me this, I want this great husband, this great wife, ask yourself this question, why would Allah bring you that person if he is just? 
Isn't that same person who has all these amazing qualities, all these checkboxes, making dua to, right? You're assuming he's religious or she's religious. They're making dua for a great, amazing person. Are you that person? Maybe that's why you're not going to their life because that it would be unjust for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring you who has all these problems with not working on this, it's not working on this, and just lazy, whatever, procrastinating, and you want Allah to bring you to that person who has all these amazing qualities, you need to be their, their equal and be that quality. At least, at least put the effort in and try. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about trying to be perfect. Do the best you can. Now you take care of the physical, the mental, and the spiritual, then everything else you put in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's my advice. Thank you very much. Don't forget, those who are single, halfdeen.com. Halfdeen.com. See, all of those URLs go to the same place. If I was single, that's the only place I'd go right now. (laughs) Honestly. Alhamdulillah. Just based on what you said. Okay. (laughs) Okay. With that, this is Amr Mabrook with the Prophetic Mentality Podcast. Signing off until next time. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam.